Welcome, everybody, and happy Hispanic Heritage Month to you all out there. This is the first of the month. Uh, like Bone Thug said, let's get some people out here. We got first the foremost uh, fan favorites, Dennis. And we fan, got fan favorite. Yeah, we have a fan. And I think, why, I think we're why a favorite. It, why did it sound like a question mark when you said like happy Hispanic? I mean, we can we can ask our fan. Uh, okay, Frank. Right. Who's your favorite? Hey, hey. <laughs> fan favorite. I gotta go with Dennis. Yeah, see? gotta go with Dennis on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> fan favorite. So you you've made the cut. Yeah, look at us. We're all back again. It's just like the good old days. It's the good old boys. Frank's the only Hispanic person we knew to call for Blue Beetle. So that's not yeah. true. We also tried <laughs> calling your girlfriend, but she couldn't come. No, she was the first choice because she checks more boxes. She was she she was not the first. Yeah, she has to beat on two Emmys. So we were and she we has were, two Emmys. Yeah, we were supposed to do this show last week, uh, for the record, um, but uh, Ricky left me high and dry, and I was like, you know what, <laughs> we're killing it. We're I let you know like thing. at four, like, hey, I won't be able to do the news. four. Man, well, at least they left you high. That's pretty. It takes you like twelve minutes to get the news. Then, then you should have still done it at I four. Have access to, I would have done it if I had access to a computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. here we uh, are. We, we let we let Blue Beetle cook, and we got some more news, and we got a full cast. You know, honestly, if if you would have uh, had me on the show the day that that you first invited me to to be on it for Blue Beetle, I would have been a lot more angrier than I was I know. than I am today. I, I kind of, you know what? I kind of love that. That's your process. Mm -hmm. That's always that's honestly always been your you process, and like, yeah. and that's why I I'm happy that you left the show because you were always very cranky at the content that you you digested like a day before. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, you really yeah. always were, but like when you, you just need you need your time. You need your time to sit with something. We should have we and, we should have just pushed our, our stuff a week back. Like we we should have. We really should have. I bet, I bet, like all of the shows would have been more favorable. It would have been super, super positive. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, lo oh I, I, yeah. I love Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner's amazing. Oh, no, Mephisto, yeah. fantastic. I love that. Oh, That's man. Great. Speaking of Mephisto, it's uh, a Robbie Ray's Legends has lab would have been shipping right now had it got funded. It would have been shipping. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, I was all oh, about well. that toy. I bought you it. Know they, you oh, know, you did. You, you bought the you bought the well, other one. I didn't the buy the other one because they 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 took out the, the figure, Ray. right? Yeah, they took they, out yeah. the, the toy. Yeah. I don't the fucking car. Yeah, I forget what the the company's called, but yeah, I was Ramen looking toys. at it. Ramen toys. I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, I could have sworn a year ago they said there was going to be a figure, and I'm like, the car's still coming. Figure. But yeah, they definitely took out the yeah, toy. Yeah, the car's yeah. coming, but without the toy, it's kind of weird, right? Who sits in the car? Do you got to you got to? They actually the have catch? two versions of the car: the black one, and then a Dukes of Hazard esque one. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes it makes sense. They're making their money's worth out of it, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, in other news, like the the current has lab going on is only got, I think, a week left, and it's the uh, the ghost from. Uh, they say it's from Ahsoka, but I have barely seen that sh that ship in Ahsoka. It's well, they it's Harris scans from the show. It's Harrison Dula's ship from uh from uh, Rebels. Um, and, and Hera's flying it like for like a hot second at the in last, last week's episode. But like, is that the ship that has the spinny thing on the front? No, no, 
it was that's, also that's in Ahsoka the ship. Rise of Skywalker ship. movie for like a second. For like a, a second, yes. Yeah, and it's also it's also in Rogue One in, in the in the hangar. It's in oh, Rogue okay. One. I couldn't identify it if are I know. We, are we talking? We're not talking about Ahsoka, but, right? On the show. We are right I'm now. Down talk, I'm sure. down to talk about Ahsoka. I'm not right now. If I you want, up, if you want a positive ra- show, get me talking about it. Ra- rather than say, "Hey guys, what have you been nerding out on?" Let's all admit that we have been geeking out pretty hard on Ahsoka for the last. I, week. I just yeah. went to the Disneyland's, and there's a part on the Han Solo ride where they go to Corellia, and it looks the same as it's like Ahsoka did when they went to Corellia. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's neat. That's cool. Um, cool. I, you know, Han Solo died from a lightsaber injury. That's weird. I, I don't often see that. It's in like Star poetry. Wars. That's funny. I've seen I, maybe two uh, deaths. I wasn't sure about the show last week. That they premiered the first two episodes last week, and yeah. I was like, I like it, but because you watch Rebels. Well, you got some Rebels baggage, and it, it had to catch everyone else who didn't. Oh, want I don't know. No, no, no. But I think. I think I mean that's a fair statement, but I think it's because I like rebels, which is why this week had hook line and sinker. Like I'm 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 all on board this show now. Like after the third episode, I was like, okay, this is absolutely the spirit of rebels continued in another season. And so I'm down. I think uh, I think what was wrong with for me, what was wrong with the last last week's episodes was it was for the non-rebels people it was trying to get them up to speed and it was I, so me, the best part I'm gonna, last week was the villains the i'm gonna villains disagree awesome. i'm gonna agree with that part with the villains because i think the villains are great i like deantwood cool. i think she's awesome deantwood <laughs> like she's fantastic um except when she talks or when she flies she makes i think she's awesome people. when she talks I no, love I, her I hate when she talks, but I love I love when she when she fights. Like she's awesome. She's what's her What's her name in in real life? The uh, word Ivana Ivana something, right? Like the uh, the the actual actress who plays her. Yeah. No, well, like no, the no. Oh, I'm talking about the uh, The actual <laughs> Nin- ninja and who else? What's the other? What's the girl's name? Uh, I forget. I forget her name. I don't even know the reference you're making right now. Dion Ward's a, a South African a rap group. The I actors guess. from Chappie are not actors. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. But uh, anyway, um, I love Shin Hadi. I, li- I love the naming conventions too, like uh, Hadi and Balin Skull, because Hadi's the was the wolf that that chases the or the wolf that that represents the moon or whatever mm-hmm. in Norse mythology, and Skull is the one that represents the sun. So I thought that was pretty cool. So now we have like space Vikings, I guess. I I like the the mystical Star Wars Avenue they're playing in. Mm-hmm. Something new. You mean all, you mean all of Star Wars? I I was catching up to well, I love the fantasy know, you know aspect I mean. of it. They, they, brand yeah. New. yeah, yeah. It's, like I was trying to remember, remember that movie where Palpatine summons all of the ghosts ever. And like he's gonna he's gonna put his soul into Ray. That, that's sci-fi. That's sci-fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to like I- explain to like Selena, like, hey, I it's like you know, hey, this is who these people are. And as I'm explaining like what the fuck a pergol is and what happened, I'm like just listening to myself. Pergol. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. fucking dumb, dude. But it pays off. It does pay off. It does, it's it's so not funny. dumb. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. It's it's I mean, if you watch Star Trek back in the day, you wouldn't think it's dumb that there's like life that exists outside of it's uh, uh, the, the original 
the original Star Trek had like the weirdest of of enemies. Like it was super cool. It it was really sci-fi, like with with the enemies that it chose to yeah. pull. But every so, every like, version the, the, the Purgles kind of bring me back to that. Like same every, with the Bong or whatever. Yeah, every version of Star Trek has always introduced aliens that that like are just like cattle that live out in space and 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 do not need air and all these things. To, and usually they they have a, a, the capacity to travel great distances in a short amount of time. So for Star Wars to add that in Rebels, I was just like. Yeah, that's just another thing you're biting off Star Trek, but that's fine. It's cool, you know, like, but they're force sensitive creatures. And and so Ezra Bridger has a very, he develops a close connection to them mm-hmm. over the course of the show. And so that's why they're like, when you see them as a Rebels fan, you're like, oh, I want shit. a Whale Wars like, show with Pearls. Whale Wars. So actually, uh, Dennis, what you were saying, that kind of neatly brings me to what what one of the, the pluses that I liked and one of the things I disagree with you on the the, Re- uh, the Ahsoka show is that I don't think it catered to the non-fans of Rebels and Clone Wars. I, I, I love the way it doesn't hold your hand and say like previously on Rebels and shows like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I yeah. love the fact that it it, it just kind of drops you into it. So in that, in that regard, I don't think it caters to those. To, I don't think it caters. I just think it was more for them than it was for me. Right, no, I, like, I definitely disagree with that because I feel like there, there was a lot of parts where I was lost, especially with connections and relationships. Like I, I could not tell well, based on their, I could not tell based on their acting what their relationship was. Like Sabine, well, Sabine and Hera, I couldn't, or sorry, the triangle of Sabine, Hera, and um, Ahsoka, I couldn't tell if they were lovers, if they just worked together. Well, like, so, what they were. So, what, what they were. so just to be clear, what I mean by this is. A lot of what happened in last week's episodes was recap. It was already stuff. They actually Did... shot for shot recreated scenes from Rebels in the episodes. Well, then so it sounds for, like it was catering. To... So for me, it was just like, well, yeah, I already know this. But like there was stuff that was introduced that was new for everybody, including, you know, new onboarding fans and and stuff. And so the, I, the yeah. peppering of Ahsoka, I think, ages better now. That... Peppering? Yeah, because she appeared in Mando too, and oh, oh, and Boba Fett, as opposed to just having like this whole cast like new newish people. Man, she wasn't in Boba Fett. That was just some weird episode that wasn't supposed to be there. Okay, that was not an episode of Boba Fett, and you and I, you and I all know that. Okay, we all know that was not a Boba Fett episode. You that think was that was like an audible? Like that was the last the episode of the Mandalorian, dude. Come on, like that was. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy they're paying off. What well, I forget the the lady's name, the Magus Magistrate, the, the oh Morgan Elspeth, Morgan yeah, Elspeth, yeah, house, yeah. She comes she back was... and she's not like a a one off character. At least she has some. Yeah, she's a freaking night sister. I I'm a little weirded out by the part, the part part where she's a night sister because I thought that okay. was all all Zabrex. I thought all Zabrix. No, they're nice they're not all Zabrix. But uh, one thing that 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 is kind of a thing that annoyed me at first, only because like I I hate I'm a big fan or I'm a big fan of the expanded universe, and I hate that they got rid of it. So every time I start seeing it rear its head, even after they oh, got rid of it, like it's like that's cheap. That's cheap. You should have done that in the first place. That like why are you uh, bringing it now? Oh, uh, the Night Sisters have been around since Clone Wars. Like they've been in the show. 
Yeah, but they've been in the expanded universe since. Yeah, but I'm saying like, but I'm saying like, Clone Wars is like 20, 30 years old now. Yeah, and you noticed that I haven't watched the Clone Wars. So I was looking, I was looking at how far I've gotten in the Clone Wars, and I've gotten like seven episodes into the Clone Wars. You're still in the poor play of Star Wars, there. That's what I'm saying. You don't get the freaky shit till the end. It's just Clone Wars is like 20 years old, right? It's pretty old. I wouldn't say. I don't. Clone Wars did not come out in. I don't think it's 20 years old. Yeah, 2003. Episode three came out in 2003. Right, it probably came out just after. No, it's a three seven five. So the Genity Tartoski two thousand eight. The Genity Tartoski Clone Wars was out in that time. Was in like two thousand five, right or two thousand? No, it, no, no, you're that, right. That you're one right. came out the, right the, before the Gendi yeah. came out before the third movie. So yeah, yeah. it is twenty years old. Yeah, you didn't specify no, 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 the Clone that, Wars that animated Clone Wars, series. Yeah. No, but this show is a continuation of no, it's not that. Oh no, that one's not canon, is it? Anymore? Yeah, that one's decanonized. Yeah. yeah. But they 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 took the art inspiration from that one for the for the the CG one. Is that what they did? That's that's why mm-hmm. they're all like they look like wooden puppets, just like the, you know, like that was their weird three D like interpretation of. So, his so they didn't have to render all the render all the shapes. Yeah, and did like they that. save money for for She Hulk by using those uh, those renderings for She Hulk? Well, if, if you don't pay let's writers, you, you can you can save you in a the lot positives. of positives. <laughs> let's keep you in the positives, Frank. Well, well, get... well, well, all right. Well, Ahsoka. What else we got on Ahsoka? Uh, let me what, see. Or what else? What else have you been up to? What, what's your? What, how's your nerd week been going? Shit, man! I've been playing so many videos. Oh, sorry, you're asking me. Oh, I'm the guest today. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta ask the you the questions. Look at me, king of the castle. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games, like older video games. Uh, I just like what's what's older? I just platinum Disney Infinity from so uh, what was that? Do you have all the toys? Or or I do. I do. I bought every single figure, um, just so I can get that stupid lightsaber. You I'll get buy a the Tron ones off of you if you're uh, ever which, parting ways with them. Which ones? The Tron ones. Uh, I have Korra. I don't. You don't know. have all of them. Then there's a I Tron, don't... or there's a Rinsler. I'm sorry, there's a Clue and there's a Sam. I have Clue, but it's unopened, mm-hmm. and I do have Sam. This is what you get, have ladies you done, and gentlemen. Like, the bootleg, the dude, if you go on eBay, you can buy like bootleg like RFID well, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy like they just come with just the discs. It's not like a figure or anything like that. Yeah, it's just like someone scanned the card. I I, I, w- I was thinking about doing those for uh, um, Lego Dimension, but I ended up getting everything that I wanted. You do that, or you do it for Amiibos. That's another hack. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got most of the figures. Um, the only ones I, I am missing. No, I do have Ezra. I did get Ezra. I think I'm missing Sabine because she was, um, she was some sort of like, like she came in a pack of some sort that I just wasn't quick enough to get, but I have like Zeb. I have pretty much everyone from rebels except for Sabine and Hera. I think. I love that you have the toys and you've never watched the show. I have the toys, never watched that. I could because I couldn't get through Clone Wars. Brand like, Ahsoka Sinatry. was so annoying to me, but. That's that was the before, whole point of her. Exactly. Yeah, that's before yeah. I realized, like, that. number one, that's her point. But that's also before I realized, like, character arcs and things like that. Like, characters can be annoying when you first meet them and then kind of grow into something like her. Her arc is probably one of the best arcs that's ever been in Star Wars. That's why yeah. I, I, I regret how much I hated her in the beginning of the show, because that was the point. Yeah, you just hated women back then. But insane. like, <laughs> no, no, but I will, I will, I will never regret hating her because there's so many, so many years of my yeah. life I've gone through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's but fair. um, I've also been playing uh, Dragon Age. I played Dragon Age Origins and I wanted to play all the DLC with it. Um, there was this, uh, this character named uh, Liliana in that game, and she was like a former priestess. And she was the hardest one to bang. 
And they say it's they say it's a bug, but like I think it was because she was a former priestess. Like I gave her a bunch of stuff to butter her up, and then I'm all like, "Hey, you mean a lot to me." And she's all like, "That's cool. Well, see ya." And I'm all like, "No, we're supposed to have sex now." It took a while. It took a while to get in her panties. Oh my god! But Alistair, Alistair was down. He was a down ass brother. Um, and uh, Morgan wouldn't touch me because I was a chick, so I had to play another another game. Just to get Morgan. You couldn't just like watch the video on YouTube. You had to like actually play it out. I had to play it. Well, for the trophy, for the trophy, I had to play it out. Because <laughs> there's a trophy called Hopelessly Romantic. And you have to bang all four of the bangable, uh, funny. bangable people. I hear there's even more bangable people in the later games. And you better believe in Baldur's Gate. Wait, Man, have I'm you not close. played the later games? I haven't. No, no. Oh, my God. I, I never, I never finished the first one. Um, I wanted, I I love the 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 novelty of how your saves carry over from the yeah. from a separate game to the next game. I like that. But That's you know, cool. there's a comic book, right? That you can you can yeah you can do yeah. on the website. The website you can you can answer all and that adds to your choices, choices, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that way you don't have to actually have to play the other games if you don't want. Yeah, to. but um, I think uh, what's it called? Uh, Bioware Net or something like that is down. And so it the, might be down after the comic book doesn't work. So I waited too. Yeah. I snoozed and lost on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, but it will take my save and bring it over to the next one, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah. But no, um, Inquisition is by far the best of the three. Mm -hmm. uh, I never finished one or two. I just couldn't do it. Like you never two. finished them. No. no. Was it was it you that that was uh, talking about the Iron Bull like a long time? How you had a deep relationship with him? Wait, 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 wait. You know who the Iron Bull is, and you never played that game. Well, I mean, I have friends that that play the game. I, I never really watched it or whatever, but no, yeah. I I never romanced the Iron Bull. That was that was um, probably my wife or somebody else. Uh, but I did watch the videos of the. I watched all the videos of the Iron Bull, all the romancing. Yeah, but who who um, was your romantic character then? Who was your 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 favorite one? Uh, the Wall. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. That's his nickname, and the. Um, uh, he is a he is a warden. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, what is it? wall wall something. I can't remember. Uh, I it's kind of a spoiler, but uh, he's this guy that um, you basically have a trashy romance novel like love story with him, <laughs> where like he yes. plays hard to get for a long time, and then eventually he beds you in the hay in the in the in the farm. Oh, cool. Like, and then, like the next morning, you wake up and he's gone, and he leaves your party for good, and oh, he's wow. never part of your party. <laughs> and then you find out as the story progresses that, like, he was lying about who he was the whole time, and he's actually somebody totally else. And Whoa. I felt so, I felt cool. so dirty by that whole experience that I had to go and like find a, any character that you could still romance after you had already romanced one, and so yeah. like. I had to I had to end that game with a different love interest and I just I totally got like a a, a rebound guy. Um, <laughs> I was I was playing a, a my character was female and I was playing like I normally normally when I play female characters I still end up hooking up with females. So yeah. like this is oh, the yeah. this is the first time ever it's in like history the of in the history of yeah sure whatever I'll, I'll own it but this is the first time in the history of all of my video gaming that I ever played a female that hooked up with a man. Mm. And and because I just, I was eating it up. 
the it was like the stuff of romance <laughs> novels, like everything trashy you could ever think of. And then, yeah, even waking up naked in the hay and you're like, wait, what's going on here? He's he's gone. He just let he left me. Oh, he, man. Just, he, he hit it and quit it. You're man. just preparing for striking vipers, man. What a bummer. Was, <laughs> yeah, we're, get, we're getting ready. We're ready for it. But uh, that was quite the tangent. You got me to reveal some very deep. Uh, no, that's great. I'm going to look out for video game dramas. I'm going to look out for the wall for sure now. What? I'm going to give him peace of my mind for that. But I did spoil. I did spoil the twist, though. So I'm no sorry. worries, no worries there. <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. Where, like when I'd bang anyone else after Liliana, because she'd be like, "Hey, I saw you talking to Morgan. What's up? What's going on with that?" What's and up? I'd be like, whoa, whoa, just chill, chill. We're just you, having you fun know, here. You know, I, if I remember correctly, Liliana ends up in the third game also. Oh, does she? Cool. Yeah, a lot of like characters either they they come they show up later. Um, yeah, sometimes not as playables, but as different. You know. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. It, yeah. But there you go, guys. That was our random word vomit for the last 20 minutes of, of all the nerdiest things that we don't normally talk about on the show. I was a little weird. Oh, we don't have a soapbox, so we got to we gotta make do. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. We got we got revved you, up. Or... Do you have anything else, Dennis, or you want to go right in the news? I think we should just go to the news because there's a lot of it. Is there a lot of it? Mm, I'm going to be mm. mad at you. I'm going to be mad at uh, you. Did I grab that one? Dude, if you're starting with that, you did it wrong. You did oh, it wrong. Man. You started, you turn it off, turn it off. Are you serious? Are we are the mostly Marvel podcast, and you are not gonna announce the engagement of Spider-Man and Mary Jane, aka Tom Holland and Zendaya? Did that happen? Yes. Yeah. When did that happen? They got in like a day or two ago. Yeah. What? Is that they I got mean, engaged? The Marvel news. What? <laughs> And B, that, that's not Marvel that news. Two days, two days ago. That's that's not Marvel news. That's not Marvel news. Are that's Dune news. That's WB news. Oh, are they engaged? <laughs> yes, they are engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland announced it. Yes. I see no confirmed news. Show me, show me your source. Oh my God, Ricky! <laughs> I, I, if it's not on TMZ, I don't believe it. So, that am I wrong? Uh, I guess TMZ is the. I don't care if it's not on TMZ. <laughs> How would you know? Like, did he call you and say, "Hey, did he announce it? He announced it. We yeah, he announced it. He announced it. Look up Tom Holland's and Daya engaged. Call Everybody. up Tom Holland. Let's get him on the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to burn that one call I have for him. All right, all right. Save it. Tom Holland engaged to Zendaya. Zendaya. There's a dude that. There's like all these dumbass question mark headlines. Confirmation came from the couple's trip to Italy. Um, By who? Him. Him. He. he, Show me a link. No, I'm not gonna because I don't don't believe you. Why would I? You don't believe me. This is how it always happens. You don't believe me. Until your source confirms what I, I said. should be able to search Tom Holland engaged, and that'd be like the first story that just confirms it. And there's not one. Look at look at all these related searches. It's it's all there. It's all there. Content people. Well, content. Let's let's uh, let's. 
talk about this then. Marvel shuffle, shuffles <laughs> their TV calendar uh, with new dates for Agatha, Echo, and X-Men 97. So stuff getting pushed around for the uh, ongoing strike. Are you the guys crop- excited for any of those shows? Wait, but Loki is still happening, right? Wait, you're yeah, not so- excited for X-Men 97? I'm happy for Loki. Um, partially. I'm more excited for the what? toy. I'm uh- yeah, I, well, I think we've talked about this, that any any property that's that's been dormant for like 10 plus years when it comes back, it's usually really hit or miss. Dude. So I didn't tell you, like I went to their panel. For, yeah, you told um, me about that. But you, you also told me that like it moved you to tears. And like, I'm like, that's like every movie, though. So like, I don't know. It's not every movie. That's not know. every movie. Let they me, made Cyclops uh, badass. They made Cyclops cool. really cool. Let's recap cool. it. Yeah. So Loki's still coming out normal date. Um, what if got pushed to December? No date, but in December. Mm-hmm. And then X Men is pushed to uh, twenty twenty four winter. So sometime between so, January February. God so damn! Telling, so you're telling me I'm getting a Bill Foster What If toy before the show comes out? Yeah. Well, it's like you got an X Men toy before the show comes out. And then uh, Agatha, she actually that show got a new name, and I'm trying to pull it up here. Wasn't the like Agatha and the lesbian of it's Dark the Hole. Tom Holland and Zendaya? Got Agatha, yeah. the Dark Hole Diaries is what that's the Dark Hole Diaries, mm-hmm. sweet. And then uh, Ironheart, uh, Daredevil, and what's the other thing they got going what, on? What's uh, the Dark Hole Diary look like? It's all Dear Diary. Today, the Necronomicon smiled at me in math it's class, like the ones like the little voice activated ones. It opens up <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay, and she puts in her secrets. Um, yeah, you guys happy about what if coming sooner? Sad about X Men coming later? I'm totally change your Disney Plus subscription. I'm totally uncaring about any of this. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't change anything, like, changes nothing. But they're they're dropping Echo all at once, so that's kind of cool, I guess. That show got pushed to 2024, so maybe it doesn't come out all at once anymore. Fair, fair. But I'll be glad to watch one episode of it and then not watch it like I did with like Secret Invasion. It has a woman from uh, Reservoir Dogs. I didn't know that in that show. Don't make me like it, Ricky. Okay, don't don't make <laughs> me excited to see this. Actually, I like Alakwa Cox a lot. She's well, pretty cool. Let me see if I can get you excited with oh, this shit. Aztec Batman and the Clash of Empires. Uh, this was announced earlier today at the. Pixel Pixel convention. It's a Mexican animation convention. Um, but they're doing a Max Batman movie starring a Aztec Batman and Aztec Joker and Two Face White Man. <laughs> Two Face White Man. Is that his name? Is that his heroic name? Two Face. Uh, I'm in the okay number with, two. I'm fine with this. Whatever. Else worlds are fun. They're fun. Yeah, else ones are fun. DC animation is usually more hit than miss. Didn't they? They hinted at this when Batman died, right? When he came back. I don't know. I haven't watched Ruby X Justice League yet. What's that? I haven't haven't seen that. Oh, it's a new anime. It's an anime on. on, Oh, uh, okay. On uh, Max, it looks terrible. Um, Yeah, I would not say they're. I'd say nowadays they're about 50 50, but mm. they used to be they used to be more hit than miss all the time. It used to be 60 40. It used to be way more than that. It yeah, I would say like 90, 90, 10. It used to be I would blindly give them money to buy their 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 new animated and then be like, 
I'd watch it and be like, that was well worth it. Nowadays, no, uh, I'm like, no. Well, it, sometimes they, they make like one questionable choice and I'm just like over it. <laughs> like uh, in, uh, what was it, Killing Joke? Yeah, I know. We know. Yeah, we know yeah, what yeah. that, we know what that questionable But normally, normally I like a lot of sex in the media out. I watch, but like the fact that uh, just that, that sex is something that I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, Sorry, what were you saying about the strike, Ricky? Oh, no, I was, I was, you mentioned animated movies, and I think Turtles is out for VOD now. It oh, seems cool. to be quick. But Already, huh? Yeah. That's super fast. Go watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It's a great movie. Yeah, I heard it's good. I heard the teenagers are actually teenagers. So that's you know, what they do. I, I enjoyed Beyond the Spider-Verse, or I mean, Across the Spider-Verse so much more the second time I watched it. That Did movie's, you? yeah, that movie's way better than, than the first time. Uh, still get annoyed at the end. Still annoyed. Yeah, I like I said, I'm just going to reserve judgment for yeah. beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah, and who knows when that's coming out now because of the strikes. Because the strikes. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I like the strikes only in that it gives me time to catch up on my media before hopefully they resolve it. How far behind are you? Like, <clears throat> pretty pretty far behind. I think uh, playing stuff like Dragon Age and like other <sighs> other RPGs. Really set me back a lot. Dragon so Age I, is a time sink, man. That's a time yeah. sink. Yeah. It was like over 100 hours with all the DLC. Because I did all the DLC, too. Yeah. That's a lot. Nope. What well, What else? You, now, now you want to move on to the to the sadder, the sadder news? Yeah, you ruined my transitions. So I we just got to... You were uh, going to start with this. We got <laughs> we got to talk in this sad newscaster voice. I literally we literally discussed this on Wednesday that we said this would be the last piece of news so that we could transition into our discussion about Harley Quinn's <laughs> we show. Did. We did talk about this. We did. And now so you're, you, you wanted to start with it. And we still had other Marvel toy news and stuff, but it's fine. Whatever. Well, we it's awesome. you have news after this. Why don't we just skip to the Marvel toy news and come back to this? Okay. Yeah, we we can go. To- we'll just pretend like this never happened. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we can edit it and post. I mean, why did Ricky and I have a planning meeting if we're not? Even I mean, it's the plan. I didn't know about the Zendaya thing, so we're we're even. <laughs> there we go. We're even. Check it out. There's new toys. New Yay, toys. New toys uh, guys. The Infinity Collection uh, they, they're Legends. They're continuing the Infinity Saga, which is just an excuse to milk you for more money for the uh, the toys that they should have made right the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, they are re- This is a whole set of uh, reissued figures that are, or I mean, to be fair, some of them we've never gotten in certain ways and stuff like that. But Some essentially... Colors. Yeah, or certain colors. These are all figures um, that are just way better versions of the ones you already own. Um, and uh, yeah, we can we can walk through them. It's just eight eight figures celebrating or picking different characters from the uh, the the um, MCU movies. Uh, first up, I just wanted to show like really the the reason they wanted to do this is the the photo real technology. Um, it's so much better now than it was when some of these figures got made. So if you had a Bruce Banner figure from back in the day, it was like in a three pack. Or if you had the the Black Widow from this uh, Winter Soldier um, movie, um, they look like ass compared to these toys. I, mm-hmm. I promise you that in the faces. Everything else is exactly the same. Well, that'd be actually, great if the Scarlett Johansson toy looks like ass. That's perfect. Actually, you know what? I just noticed they gave her double jointed elbows. So they did improve this figure more than you just get long and face. short hair. Uh, you did the old figure did too. Oh, 
they gave they gave you it's the hair they wanted to get because they never made a figure of her from the Avengers movie. So you get the hairstyle that she had in the Avengers, and you get the hairstyle she had in the uh, man, Winter Soldier. Give me the hairstyle from Iron Man Two, man. That was the cool one. I know, right? I know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they got they redid. Um, they did Winter Soldier, and then they did Iron Man from Civil War. Uh, I don't think that Iron Man ever came with a Tony Stark head back in the day, so that's a bonus. Uh, but that that's a photo reel uh, oh, Steve, Ro- Steve Rogers head. And then uh, for the first time ever in the Marvel Legends line. They are doing the Mark II uh, uh, from Iron Man 1. That's cool. Um, I mean, in fairness, they already released the Mark Three like last year. Mm. So they, all you have to do is repaint it silver. and then They should have put a... Actually, you could probably swap in a Don Cheadle head on that thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I mean... You don't need to. I mean, because... Don Cheadle never wore it. Do, but but don't, don't do Don Cheadle. Don't do he Don Cheadle. He never wore that one. In Iron Man 2, John Tito never oh, wore that suit. Oh, sorry. You're right. He wore that for like a minute, didn't he? He flew yeah. away with it. He also uh, just the same amount. He wore it for longer than Tony Stark did. <laughs> no, he didn't. No. Iron Man, wore the, he wore this for like a full scene. So like, it's a, you it's don't, a pretty good that That's when he learned the, to solve the icing problem. Yeah, it's a it's a whole like, it's a long scene like that he wore this with this suit. Uh, but anyways, if you want to have all the Iron Man suits, uh, you got to get this one, and then uh, Thor. Well, I was going to say it should, it should be a well, Terrence Howard, a Terrence Howard. Well, Terrence head. Howard don't work. Well, no, Ter- Terrence Howard didn't work. Yeah, I know, but that's that's what would have been oh, cool. I see. I see. Um, and also with a Thor, they should have the blonde eyebrow Thor. The blonde eyebrow Thor. <laughs> from the uh, this one, is yeah. this is Thor from the Dark World. This is mm-hmm. what he looked like in the Dark World. And I'm honestly, sure, are, they are people made clamoring all... for that? Well, honestly, like they made a lot of bad Thor toys. Like his his mm-hmm. the face printing. Even this, I wouldn't say is a hundred percent great, but this is a lot better good. than. Do you it, think this it, is like Liam Hemsworth at least, or uh... kind of looks like Liam, doesn't it? Yeah, a little it kinda bit. Kind of does, right? Yeah, it does. It does, but it's better. And then we get a they, they reissued um, Civil War, uh, War Machine, and uh, and Spider Man. And the, the the War Machine one is that's cool because cool. it comes with a scroll head of a. Uh... No, oh. it doesn't. It doesn't. I was gonna say, oh, whoa, that's cool. I'm does it kidding. does it at least that's... come with a Terrence Howard head? That's the important thing. Uh, no, no. I don't that's know if the, it even comes uh, with the Don Cheadle head. Actually, the What If uh, Spider Man. That one is no, yeah. no. That's that's actually Spider. No, that's Spider Man from uh from it Civil looks War. Like Civil War. Yeah, but yeah. the no, but the the toy mold is the What If Spider Man. Mm, maybe, maybe. All right, grab a cape. It's Let's possible. see if the, if the cape fits. You must have quit. Possible. And then uh, today, Ooh, was it today or yesterday? Who's they got Hasbro, Hasbro snuck out two more figures. Um, they are actually putting out reissues of the Amazing Fantasy 15 uh, uh, Spider-Man yep. and uh, Moon Knight. Wait, where's uh, the toe articulation? I thought he had that in the. No, no. Oh, Amazing no, Fantasy 15 doesn't. Right, 15 right. is His a, toes a, never moved in that movie. He's, or he's a shorter. Or... He's a shorter figure. He's like to to be like the fifteen year old boy that he was. This you know, one's like, a little different though. The back's blue, or the back yeah, spider's blue. Yeah, it's almost like if you click the slide, you would see that. <laughs> I see a Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight I, was, I mean, if he, Ricky just likes to skip ahead all over. Now the that thing. one has the Terrence Howard so, head for sure. So in fairness, the Moon Knight I don't believe is any different than the one you already have if you ever picked up the Walgreens cl- uh, exclusive one. You know, but but he was Walgreens exclusive, so like 
you know, if you weren't I, able to get them back then. That, that's when you taught me about the Walgreens ex- exclusives. Yeah. Does the Walgreens one come with both heads, though? The yes. white one and black yes. one? Yep, it does. The white one and the Terrence Howard one? Is it that comes with both. Said? It comes with both. But then uh, the main difference for the Amazing Fantasy is this one is actually made to look like he did in Amazing Fantasy 15, right? Which was, that's yeah. the comic where he had the blue, the blue, uh, spider, right? In the yeah, very the blue first spider appearance. in the back. Yep. Man, yeah. So I guess I gotta buy another one. So he also had armpit is... wings, though. Is that? Oh yeah, he they're, does. They're he does. Back. They're in the they're in the bag. There's yeah, not shit. a specific cool. specific pose. Yeah, he's got the armpit wings, and he comes with a swinging web and stuff. So this is just them saying, "Hey, we know, we know that's how you're supposed to look." And then, uh, yeah, there's a there's a fan stream next week. Um, conveniently, right when the Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka uh, Haslab. A Haslab should be coming to an end. So oh. um, might be like, you know, I actually talked to the guys at Hasbro at Comic-Con and I was like, I've got a bum. You didn't do a Haslab. And they're like, we didn't want to steal the thunder from from our Star Wars buddies. And I was like, oh, so you're waiting. <laughs> so Was it just so. the dude sweeping up? He was like. He's wearing his janitor. janitor yeah, it was the janitor. It was he was the janitor. unclogging a toilet. You're all like, hey, I'm surprised that you didn't. It was the it was the Comic Con janitor. Yeah, he's all damn damn kids, <laughs> damn kids in their pizzas. Oh. Yeah, hilariously enough, I actually did run into Dwight, the 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 lead designer uh, for the Hasbro Marvel Legends t- uh, line, in the bathroom. And oh, I ran into him. I ran <laughs> into him the there, stall. and I was like, "It's Dwight." And I'm like, "You know what? I have something for you." I'm not going to give it to you here because it's weird. I'll see you later. <laughs> That's and, funny. So, and so I waited for him to be out of the bathroom. Oh, oh. Bro, nice dick. Oh, you're Dwight. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey. You set me up for a I've had transition so many meetings like that. Uh, to our last bit of news, but I don't want to take it. So <laughs> nice, nice dick. Shit. Shit. Nice dick. Arlene Sorkin, nice dick. Speaking of coming to an end. Um... Oh, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's actually they, one of your better transitions. Day the Relive star and Harley Quinn voice actress uh, Arlene Sorkin, uh, fortunately passed away this week. She, I, you, you were going to educate me on her. Well, she's. I was going to educate Harley you Quinn on, was created for her. And... I, I was going to uh, educate you on on the actual her actual relationship to Harley Quinn, and then you said save it for the show, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, cool. As long as we agree. That we'll do this right before we talk about Harley Quinn the show, and then yeah. for some reason you decided to start the news with this, and and but here we are, here we are. Yes, I was going to tell you. So here's the fun part about it, and for anybody who who does not know, uh, Arlene Sorkin, um, obviously we all know her as the original voice of Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series, and she is the character. She she's the voice that defined that character, right? Like. We like every Harley Quinn that's come after her is somehow paying an homage to that version of her because everybody knows you can you can draw the line for her origins right to that cartoon, which I think is super cool because like most, you know, most DC characters are not created in a cartoon like they're created in the comics and stuff. So like. Um, but what's really interesting is Paul Dini, the writer uh, for the Batman the Animated Series, um, he actually was college room, or college friends with um, with Arlene Sorkin, who ended up being an actress on Days of Our Lives. And they had a sequence at one point where um, they did a dream sequence in in that in that soap opera where she played a court jester in medieval times, 
and she did kind of the voice. She kind of did the voice, right? Like that was that was her thing because that's actually that like that New York slash New Jersey kind of accent is actually her real speaking voice uh, that she usually switches up for you know acting roles and stuff. Um, she did the voice as this gesture. Her friend Paul Dini saw it and he was inspired and he created this character who was meant to be a one-off character, just one time appearance in, in the show. Um, she ended up nailing it so, so much, you know, that she ended up becoming this recurring character on the show. But like uh, he based Harley Quinn off of his friend Arlene. Like, so it was so much more than just, I mean, her, her literal name is Harleen. Quinn, you know what I mean? Quinzel. So like, yeah, sorry, Quinzel, Harleen Quinzel. So, doctor. Doc, yes, sorry, doctor, doctor. Doctor Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Um, so I just think it's really cool that she went on to do this for like decades, right? She, I think she finally retired the character in uh, after DC Online um, because yep. uh, I think she just felt uncomfortable with how dark the character was getting as as progressives she voiced her in Bar batman arkham asylum and that was already getting oh really okay yeah 2009 yeah, yeah. and then that was the then last Tara strong uh, took it over in city right yeah arkham dc city. online just came to ps5 oh really game's still going strong wow. yeah well you can still listen to arlene sorkin there um as, cool. as harley quinn they changed That's... some of the voice actors around uh, i hope they didn't oh. change her mm. i mean i could see if they would or i mean i could see that they would but but yeah i i was just really you know like when, when Frank let us know, uh, was it this week or was it Friday that, that she passed? Yeah, I think it was uh, end of last week. Yeah, I was I was I was a little sad, but I, you know, because I'm kind of like at the same time, I'm like somebody get their eyes on Mark Hamill right now. Because I like, yeah, I know, like at this point, like, honestly, like I, I care for him more as the Joker than I do for him as as Luke Skywalker, like. Mm -hmm. He he just he that 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 cartoon is just one of the best cartoons I've ever watched in my life, and and I can still go back and watch it and still be entertained by it. All Dude, I, I still cry at the Gray Ghost episode. Exactly, yeah, you know time. what I mean. Like, um, so I just really love it, and I just wanted to take a moment to just kind of like celebrate Harley Quinn and and talk about like if you guys have any like any favorite Harley Quinn moments. Like it doesn't have to be Arlene's; it could be any Harley Quinn. But mm -hmm. they're all because of her, you know. So I, I got one story and then a micro story. One is uh, so my, like we, me and my wife were talking about how our kids, you know, don't listen to our sage like advice. But, you know, you know, how kids are they don't really listen. And we were talking about the potential idea of buying cameos from actors and influencers they respect and then be like, hey, you should listen to your parents when they tell you stuff because they really, you know, want to do things. And my daughter's a really big fan of uh, Harley Quinn. So I was thinking of getting a cameo of Arlene Sorkin and uh, having her be like, hey, uh, listen, listen to your dad. He's got some good things to say, you know, and don't date every guy that you meet, you know, things like that, like like random stuff like that. Just tell her or, or uh, wash your feet every so often, you know, kind of things like that, you know. Uh I don't know. I thought it was random, but like the day after we had talked about that, that's when like it was announced that she passed. And I'm like, no, oh. damn it. Now my, now my daughter will never listen to me. That sucks. So why'd you wait a day? I know <laughs> I should have done it right then and there. 
Um, and then the mini story is uh, my favorite moment is when uh, she was like, want to ride this Harley to the Joker in the show. Like, I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's always been my favorite moment. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, That's awesome. What about you, Ricky? I have a favorite Harley moment. I thought you you told me your your favorite one was the David Ayer Harley. (laughs) I, that is a cool uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in The Suicide Squad. I think Wait, it was cool because it, it David Ayer. Yeah, he directed that movie. He's Suicide no, Squad. The he directed Suicide Squad. He directed Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Apologies. Um, they should that should was that like the fastest fast track to like a new character to the screen? I feel like I was. No. No. Because Blue, I just Blue got Beetle, probably. I just got done telling, or yeah, or Miss Marvel. No, probably Miss Marvel at the time. Marvel at the time. I think Miss Marvel is newer than Blue Beetle. Yeah, but Let's I'm saying at up. at the time. Uh, mm, I'll, I'll I'll check it. But you know, I mean, to me even, that was like that. Even Captain Marvel, really, like, is is technically yeah. newer. Yeah. Okay, For like, whatever reason, I remember her. Harley Quinn showing up in that movie just really like stuck at home with me. Oh shit! Like movies can kind of get cool with it. You you know part of the reason why is uh, going to get like super into it. There's a podcast I've been listening to uh, probably since I was like fourteen, fifteen called um, the Geek Box, and they're one of the hosts. Uh, he had always talked about like on the show, like you know what kind of movie, what what superhero movie would you want? He's like, I want a Suicide Squad movie, but I know they'll never make it. And I had been listening to that for like 10 years. Oh, and wow. and I had known a lot about the Suicide Squad by proxy from this podcast. Because every time it would just come up, they would go like down a little rabbit hole. And just watching his excitement for that movie to A, be announced. And then like, oh, here's who it is. And then, you know, they, they struck gold getting Margot Robbie right after Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like there was a lot of, a lot of hype going in that movie. Um, so... That buildup was kind of an exciting time for, I think, me only just given this weird relation I had with the Suicide Squad and by associate Harley Quinn. So, so Harley is so David Ayer's uh, Harley. That's not no joking aside. Like that's that's your favorite Harley. That's your favorite representation. Um, I would. I mean, that's the one I I seen the most. Sorry, that if that makes sense. Because like I, I I haven't really I watched the show the animated show but I didn't really comprehend a lot of it. I still have not gone back to go watch it. And then I played the Arkham games. I mean, she's kind of a big part of the Arkham games, right? But yeah, yeah, she's, she's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, live, the later live action like, yeah, live action makes present. it real, man. <laughs> That's, I, you I know, agree. You, you know what's funny about that is I I see it the exact opposite. You know what my favorite version of it ever is. Um, the there's, it's oh. two. It's 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 um, uh, it's Mad Love, the mm. the com the comic book. Yeah. Uh, is it called Joker Mad Love or is it or is it or is it Harley? Is it uh, Batman Mad Love? Batman Batman Adventures. Well, not Batman Adventures. No, it's it was the not the Batman, yeah, Batman Adventures. Batman one. Adventures Mad Love, right? No, it was an actual... the one where she has the gun in the cover and she's smiling. N- Mm, no, it's the one with the Alex Ross cover of, of Joker and, and Harley Quinn. That I don't. 
it's I don't remember it's, the name of that. So it, it the story is called Mad Love. I don't remember what the if it's called Batman Mad Love or Joker Mad Love. Uh, but uh, basically, what it was is DC w- realized that this character wasn't officially canon yet in the comics, right? So they mm. they asked Paul Dini to write the her introduction into the DC universe. So even though she had appeared in the Batman Adventures comics, which were an adaptation of the, or they were kind of like a continuation of the cartoon with the same art style and stuff, uh, this comic was specifically meant to re- retell her story, like her origin story that was told in the cartoon, but in the DC universe. And it's a little darker, you know, because it's it's a little grosser <laughs> because it can be because it's not for kids. And yeah. it was it was really cool because like as I read it. I couldn't help but hear Arlene Sorkin the entire time. And it's because it's the same p- person writing her, you know, both 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 for the show and for the, the, the comic. But for me, seeing her in the comics made her real. You know, it made her real for me. And then uh, and subsequently, when she has this giant uh, reintroduction into the uh, into the Batman hush comic book Mm. you know when when she shows up there and jim lee draws her in all of his jim lee glory and she's there and you just accept it because of this earlier comic harley harley quinn is now part of the dc universe and when you see her in batman hush it's just like it's a stamp it's a it's a concrete like seal of approval kind of like she's there i know it's mixed metaphors there but um but uh yeah i for me it just made her real like so I think it's 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 cool that you you know you say like when when it's live action it's real. For me it's the exact opposite. When it when it's in the comics it becomes real, you know. So um but yeah, I really I Isn't really Firefly came from the Brave and the Bold, right? Am I making that up? Oh, oh, Firefly. I was thinking I'm I don't know. Sorry, not not the movie. I was thinking Joss Whedon. The, the bad, like, bad guy Firefly. They, no. Firefly is a really old Batman villain. Is it? I yeah. forgot, Mo- Moth- yeah. not Mothman. Maybe it is Mothman. Um, no, no. The 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 Neil Patrick Harris character, the the the, the music meister, is from is from Brave and the Bold. I could have swore there was another one, but either way, it's always music meister. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we talked music about music meister. Yeah, he's from he's from Brave and the Bold, and then he appeared in what last season of Harley Quinn, also, or. Two seasons ago. Uh, oh yeah, Brave and Bold 2012. Season, and then he was yeah. also in the CW show, right? Oh, he might have been in the in the Flash, and I had stopped watching that show by then. So <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Once they pulled out the lightsabers, I was pretty done with that. <laughs> We're not done talking about Harley Quinn. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Frank, you messed, you I, messed up transition. My bad, sorry. So I can't find any reference to Mad Love. <laughs> Well, that's the one with Ale- Alex Ross it. cover. It is the Alex Ross cover, and okay. I can see the Alex Ross comic, but it doesn't say Mad Love on it. But the, I, her first no, appearance I don't, was. I don't think it's. I don't think it says Mad Love on the outside of it. That's what I'm saying. It's, no, no, it's no. no I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking at it like based on the story, but it doesn't say the name of the story. But it says that's what the comic is. It's, it's annoying. This is annoying. But anyway, uh, Mad Love. Her first appearance wasn't Mad Love, but it was uh, Batman Adventures uh, number. I can't find it right now. I just had it too. A Batman Adventures number 12, and it's called Mad Love. 
also. Yeah, I believe that's that that's her first comic appearance. But like, I don't think the Batman Adventures comic. That's was not canon. canon. Yeah, it's not no. canon. Yeah. So her first canon, canon was uh, Batman. It's, it's called Batman Harley Quinn number one. Thank you. That's her first one. No, sorry, you're right. It's called Batman Harley Quinn, and it's and the story of it is the same as Mad Love from the cartoon. Oh, okay. That's that's what I'm. That's why I keep thinking Mad Love. But that's know? that's the one with the Alex Ross cover, though. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Batman Harley Quinn. Well, let's talk about her most recent. Appearance. Speaking of speaking of Harley Quinn, let's talk yeah. about. Harley Quinn episode seven. Thank you for helping me clear that up, Frank. It is. Yes. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I was confused. You were 19... you kind of like threw a wrench in my entire thought process. I'm like 1999 Batman yeah. Harley Quinn. That's what it's called. And yes, Ricky continue episodes. Is it seven? I, I lost track now. We, right. we did not do a show last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about okay, episode, episode seven, seven and eight. And then episode eight came out this week. I will give you the titles for both. The uh, title for last week's episode was called The Most Culturally Impactful Film Franchise of All Time. And uh, they are, of course, referring to the Avatar series. Um, it's a joke, of course, because those movies are stupid. Um, but uh, the uh, the premise of this episode is uh, Poison Ivy finds out that there is a time sphere and because she is running the, the the Legion of Doom and she wants to do some badass shit, she decides to have her and her, her girl crew uh, go and steal this time sphere. And they're like, what are you going to do with it? What kind of time travel? And she's like, no, I don't even want time travel, bro. I just want to like put it up on display. And then they're like super impressed by the baller move that is. But she's having uh, relationship problems with Harley, who is interrupting her. And she Harley in the last... Uh, in the middle of an argument, ends up using the time sphere to go to the future to talk to uh, Poison Ivy, sixty-year-old uh, Poison Ivy, because hopefully she'll listen to her. And they end up both accidentally going uh, time traveling. And what's so funny to me is this time travel doesn't even occur until like halfway into the episode, and it is fully resolved by the end of the episode. Uh, it's a fifteen-minute time travel adventure. And it, it cracks me up. Um, Frank, you didn't watch this one, right? Nah. No. It's I couldn't get past the first, I want to say, three minutes of the first episode of episode. Hashtag of not four. my Harley Quinn. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not interested in the show. I don't I don't like where it's, it's... going. And all right. Uh, it, I'm glad you guys like it. I'm glad it's, it's for the next it. well, don't put words in my mouth, Frank. For oh, the oh, next wait, few minutes, oh, for the next few minutes, we'll just put a gag on Frank. Nice. Uh and uh, uh, we'll just talk. I'll just talk with Ricky about this one really quick. It was, again, I, I, I'll say it. I said it once. I said it again. It shows like Family Guy to me. I'm not like heavily invested in it. I enjoy like when I watch it. It's it's maybe like uh, if I, I always in my food food comparisons. It's like it's like McDonald's. You know, it's just I enjoy a good Big Mac every now and then. Do I remember every bite that I take of that Big Mac? No. McDonald's but do I enjoy Mac? the Big Mac with the fry, maybe a little soda? Yeah, and for the you know 15 minutes it takes to eat it, I'm happy, and then I forget about it. In fairness, though, I knew as soon as they made fun of Avatar that this was not Ricky's episode. <laughs> I didn't like, like for that. Wait, are you an Avatar stan, Ricky? 
I I was pretty heavy on Avatar when it came out. Oh wow! I do I do think they're very. There is a technical on a technical level, it's hard to hate Avatar. Those movies are impressive. Uh, I guess. Um, I guess. I guess that's impressive. I I uh, am surprised. Like we're gonna skip over that and talk about the beginning of this week's episode. They no, like we're dunk not. On, they dunk on no, the Snyverse. No, we're not. What's, we're... It's like a continuation of the same scene. It's hmm. no. It's it's after the time travel is resolved. Say. Why are you skipping over? We didn't even it's... get to talk about the episode. Well, sorry, like, talk, talk like, about I want to skip over it. So, like, so for me, what I thought was really funny about this episode is they go to the future and they do like a lot of tropes where it's a dystopian society. It's an Armageddon has happened, right? Like the yeah, apocalypse, Damien's, Damien's world, and 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 it's basically like the only rema- remaining member of the Bat family is Damien, and he is like super fat, and he's like kind of glued to his chair. Where he controls an army of bat drones that like has like a, a military like dictatorship over the whole like city of Gotham. So it's like a Dark Knight Returns. Yes, yes. That's funny. But but Damien is like controlling everything, and so there's a band of resistance fighters that that Harley and 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 Poison Ivy stumble across, and it's a ragtag group of people uh, who are led by Nateri. <laughs> who is somehow the daughter of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Um, I don't understand how that works. They don't either. They I had read some sort that. of article about uh, women being able to uh, generate their own kids without men in, by the year 2050, I want to say. Well, that's awesome. Uh, but you can see that she is clearly the child of both of them. She yeah. is green but she has fabulous pigtails and like she she fights like like her moms and stuff like that but they are super offended by her stupid name because they can't believe that either one of them would ever name their kid Natiri hmm. uh who is you know the main uh Zoe Saldana's character from uh Avatar right and they're like why would we name any like they were so drunk they don't even remember Avatar like that's that's like so it doesn't make sense to them and they and then, like everybody in that reality is explaining how it's the most culturally impactful film franchise of of all time, for whatever reason. But that's what happens in apocalypses, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, they end up getting backstabbed by by Natiri, uh, who is actually working with Damien, and uh, they end up realizing that their daughter sucks. And the reason the daughter sucks is because uh, they were never alive to to see her grow up. And she was instead raised by Cheryl, uh, who is Cheryl was the the police, the police woman from like the first two seasons of the show, I believe, like one of one of Gordon's like one of Gordon's people. Um, it was all silly. It was all funny and stuff. And then like at the very end, yes, they fast, they 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 get back in the time machine. They escape the whole thing and they end up back in this universe. And they because they're like, oh, we'll just fix the apocalypse by going back to where, where we were. And I guess they were they accidentally put in the wrong code or the wrong time stamp, and they ended up six days later than when they left, and to only discover that the apocalypse already happened, right? Mm. And so that's when the next issue episode I said issue, uh, Il Buffone uh, takes place uh, this week, and it's basically it, it it's a flashback to show you what led to this apocalypse because everything in Gotham is super gray and yeah they made fun of they made fun of it by saying 
what did the Snyderverse people take over? You know, like, and so, because uh, it looks almost like black and white in Gotham. It's like super dark. And so you were going to say you had a, you were surprised by that joke or, or. Uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I, it's like Duncan on, I mean, I don't know, man, that I think that joke's overplayed. I'm not defending the Snyderverse, but like the, some like a lot of stuff happened to him in like those last couple movies, like personally. That seems kind of like oh I wouldn't like it's like punch it down you know you don't you don't punch down. It's not punching down if you can easily blame him for <laughs> like he came back he came back bro you can't say it's punching down if the fans back. requested he came yeah. back the rabid fans gladly did it and he took the money he did it like if 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 he had gracefully said you know what no <laughs> this is this this is this too painful for me because this is from a very turbulent time in my life. I respectfully have to decline this. I think then it would be a punching down. But like if the dude takes the check and then goes and makes the money or makes the movie, all's fair, dude. I don't think you get to like defend this guy anymore. Defending man. him. You kind of are. Dang, Snyder apologist. Yeah, you are. You know, speaking of Zack Snyder, it seemed like he directed the first episode of Ahsoka. Because there were a lot of parts where, like, they were just like, <laughs> and then then something would finally happen, and like I feel like those parts should have been like done in slow motion. Yeah, they were. But anyway, sorry. They were. Let, let's go back to Ricky. Ricky being a Snyder apologist. Uh. I'm gonna fast forward. Snyder makes some good movies. Give us give us a show summary so we can talk about Blue Beetle. I'm gonna fast forward. Dead remake. Come on. Yeah, just just this. I I like the eighth episode more. I thought I did like Watchmen. More going on. The eighth episode is hilarious because it's a flashback. It pretty much doesn't involve Harley and Poison Ivy. You get to see all the chain of events that occurred to lead there's up like to like a Bane pasta yeah. side story. So there's a Bane, there's a Bane side story where he really believes that if he can repair the pasta maker handle that he got for Nora, Nora Freeze, the ex-wife of Victor Freeze, who died in like Oh, the, that's right. I forget they broke up. It was uh, Alfred Molina, right? Yeah, but he well, I mean he didn't break up. They, she, she walked he out. Died, he died. died. He died. He died. Remember? He died? I don't remember. Yeah. He died in the in the first season, or the, I think. The yeah, it was like the first or second. Season. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But uh, he died, and so she's a widow technically, you know. Like, she, um, mm-hmm. but she's always out there trying to get ice dick. And uh, what's really funny is like she's trying to bang any of the cold the cold uh, villains, but she's got her eyes on Captain Cold, and she's she's really trying to hook up with him. But what's funny is it's been this side story through the whole season is that Bane is just enamored with Nora freeze. And he really wants to prove to her that he's, he, he can be the man she needs. So he travels to Italy because he was after being on customer support with the, with the pasta maker company for 96 what? hours, <laughs> he decides that it would be better to just go to Italy to try and fix this problem. And you're like, how does this story have any fucking thing to do with the apocalypse? And uh, I'm not sure that it actually did, but it was. No, really it was funny. just a cool little Bane pasta side story. It was a um, it was a side story, but meanwhile, the other more impactful story is 
Lex Luthor has developed a laser gun that is called like the Earth Saver or something like that, I, I believe it is. And he wants to use it to like fix the ozone layer and, and save the world, right? And so he's up there on the moon. He shoots the test shot at the laser and it goes limp about 10 feet before hitting the planet. And they're like, what's going on? What, why, why is it broken? And it turns out like it just wasn't built to, it, it was just 10, 10 feet sh shy of executing its, its, uh, its plan. So what he's, his, he has a plan to go down to earth, find Volcana, uh, and ask her to ignite all the volcanoes in all of the world at the same time to raise the ozone layer by 10 feet so that then he can use his laser <laughs> and, uh, you know, for overstepping because he is no longer in charge of the Legion of Doom. But since Poison Ivy is nowhere to be found, he's trying to take advantage of that. And Nora, being the uh, excellent assistant to, to Poison Ivy, is not letting Lex have anything to do with what he wants to do. So they, in, they end up in this fun cat and mouse game where he's trying to, like, get what he wants. And and uh, meanwhile, like, Nora is trying to get uh, Ice Dick from Captain Cold. Uh, there's, a, there's a great scene. There's, I think one of my favorite lines in the whole thing is right when, like, Captain Cold has got, like, his boxers down. Or, I mean, he's got his boxers out and... She just you see her just staring at his crotch and she says, Can't wait to get my tongue stuck to that. <laughs> like <laughs> and, and uh that's just an awesome line. I just love it. Um the other line I love is when Bane is trying to introduce himself to two little Italian boys and he's trying to like do it with the Italian accent and he's like, I'm Bonio and they're like What was that? Oh, accident. I was like, so sorry. Oh, that right? Okay, good. I dropped something. You dropped something on the button. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he accidentally refers to himself as the the uh, Italian word for toilet, and um, I thought that was really adorable. Mm. But uh, anyways, Lex uh, Lex ends up accidentally getting what he wants through some crazy hijinks. Um, they they screw up the ozone layer. It's enough to light the the uh, like the thickens thing on... the uh, the ozone ten feet. Yeah, by 10 feet. yeah. He ends up thickening <clears throat> the ozone layers, particularly above Gotham City, which is what causes it to go gray. Superman comes to the rescue because there's uh you know rioting and stuff happening. And when Superman arrives, uh, he's completely weak because he does not have access to the sun's rays. And that's when they realize this whole plan of saving the Earth was really just Lex being petty and wanting to screw over Superman um, like he always does. And so it was all silly. It was funny. And then meanwhile, uh, Mama Nacaroni, which is like a joke from earlier in the season, uh, the pasta maker is hooked up. She's going to like kill Bane. She's like hooked up olive oil to all of his like venom, like hoses. And she's going to like pump olive oil into him for some reason. And then uh, he convinces her that he's like some a semi-famous villain. And she's like, wait, you're semi-famous? And next thing you know, like, he gets out of the whole jam by asking his friend Clayface to get her tickets to his Las Vegas show. And so, yeah, there you go. That's, these are, this is why Ricky says it's like Family Guy. Because out of context, everything that I just described just makes no freaking sense at all. But you're, you're just either there for the ride or you're not, you know. But I, 
I enjoy the show, but I will say this. I am happy that this is the final season. It, you know, it gives me my... When I watch this show, I'm looking to disconnect for approximately 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And it does that. He, yeah. Ricky basically called the show what I called Marvel Phase 4. Like, McDonald's. <laughs> you called it McDonald's, and that's exactly what it was. It's just predictable, consumable humor. What's your favorite uh, Phase 4 is... I wouldn't say it's always predictable, Harley Quinn, but it is entertaining. Um, it, like, like I, I don't know if you know, but uh, Nightwing, they're not afraid Nightwing, to go there. Nightwing was murdered in the show a few episodes ago. Oh, really? Uh, yes. And so uh, and then the Joker was quick to take credit for it. Um, but then in last week's episode, uh, Barbara was continuously working to find out that Joker actually was not. Uh, available at the time of Dick's death. So uh, uh, while he's on Dr. Psycho's podcast, he gets called out and Dr. Psycho said, wow, I wouldn't have guessed that Joker's stolen valor would be on my bingo card for this year, but there it is, you know, like, and so it's just random stuff like that. But like, it's like, I'm, I kept waiting for like the death of Nightwing to be more impactful, but it doesn't have to be because that's, you know, it's from the villains' perspectives. They don't really care about Nightwing, you know what I well, mean? And so the show really glosses over death anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see a sad, yeah, Harley Quinn show at this point. Exactly. So you just have to accept you you roll with it all. You roll with it, or and or you or you don't, like Frank. Um, but it's okay, you know. Like, but I think there's only two episodes left, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And so. I don't know that I really care where it ends up in the next two weeks. Um, I just, I've had fun, but um, I, it's, uh, it has lost something from the, from the previous seasons for sure. Like it's, it's, it no longer is something that I, I look forward to watching every week. And instead it's something that I just, it's, it's cause it's, I mean, it's, it's at this point, the big Mac analogy. I don't, yeah. I don't need a, a big Mac food review. Yeah. To go get another Big Mac. I know what I, I know what it is. I, I will say, I will say this. Incidentally, like I thought, you know, because we talked on this last time we did the show, we talked about my adventures of Superman, and I thought episode nine was the last episode. I found out like an hour and a half ago that there was another episode on on uh, Max today, and I watched that, and that was actually the more satisfying season finale than what I thought it was last week. So, just saying. If uh, you know, if if Harley's not your your style, try there's that a one. much better show on HBO. I did try it. <laughs> I did try that, and that wasn't my style either. Yeah, oh. all, all all the things I complained about last week, Frank, were all addressed in this week's episode. <laughs> nice, that's good to hear. Because that's that's what you said. Like I, I like the I like the fact that the people that are enjoying it are enjoying it. That's cool. Enjoy it, and I I want more things like it. But I don't think that was for me. Like it's just too. It feels too modern for me to really enjoy it. I like a good classic story. I think. All right. Well, with that said, let's talk about Blue Beetle then. Good old classic. The classic history of Blue Beetle. So I looked it up, and uh, Dennis, you were right. Uh, at least so far, like I haven't found a website because every time I say like fastest comic book to screen, it's yeah. all like oh the fastest. Oh, you mean the Flash. Obviously, you mean like the Flash or Quicksilver or that person from Inhumans. So, um, Jaime Reyes started out in uh, uh, 2003. Yeah. 
So, and then uh, Kamala Khan was 20, shit, I just had it up. 2013 as as uh, in the Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, but as Ms. Marvel, that was 2014. Still. Yeah. E- even if you just count 24, her 2014 appearance, then it's still faster than Jaime, Jaime Reyes. I mean, she's really fast, right? Yeah, they, 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 it's pretty well, quick. Is it Mary yeah. Iron, You know, maybe, maybe Ironheart. Yeah. Ironheart might be faster. Yeah, you're right. Ironheart oh, you're right. might be the you're fastest. Right, you're right. Yeah. Check out America Chavez real quick. Yeah, she, Ironheart and America Chavez. Yeah. I think Ironheart. I think Ironheart's going to win. Yeah. Ironheart's going to win. Ironheart America. Ironheart International. What is, <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Well, we all saw the 2016 first appearance, 2017 as Ironheart. Okay. So she beats them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. She beats them off. She beats all of them off. She does Do the want... Blue Beetle. I, I fucked up a transition there. How'd you like the Blue Beetle? <laughs> well, uh, you... Okay, well, where do you, you how want... do you want to go? Do you want a, you want a summary really quick of the movie before we get into it? Blue uh, Beetle. Also, it's basically and, Iron Man meets Shazam. And also a spoil a spoiler warning, I guess. As well. Blue Beetle. If you've ever seen the superhero movie, you've seen the Blue Beetle. Is that the That's fair enough? Yeah. I could give a slightly like more detailed one. It's like let's see. I, it looks like you got it written down. So let's Yeah, you want to read it. So read it. Oh, I do. Uh Cord Industries co-founder Vic C E and CEO Victoria Cord, played by Susan Sarandon, locates an ancient alien artifact known as the scarab. Her niece, Jenny, steals the scarab to pre- prevent it from being used to create a one-man army corp, a.k.a. OMAC. She entrusts, uh, she entrusts the scarab to Jaime Reyes, a college graduate with a heart of gold, looking to earn money to keep his family from being evicted. Uh, the scarab, a sentient weapon, chooses Jaime as its host. As the Blue Beetle, they set out on an adventure with Jenny and tech genius Uncle Rudy, to uncover the secrets of the Cord family and its ties to the Scarab. I think that's like, yeah, it's every superhero movie ever. Um, I think you left out the part with the villainous murder spree of the family. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. The bloodlusty um, murder spree. Yeah, so... According um, to uh, plays such as Zoot Suit or the movie Zoot Suit... Um, it's because of uh, their Aztec blood that they're so bloodthirsty. That's what it was. I'm that's not, why. That's why they arrested a lot I of the zoot suiters back in the riots back in the day because they they were born or they had Aztec blood in them. There's that's already been it. one canceled Blue Beetle finally. podcast this week. I don't know if I want to make it too. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Frank, just a heads up. I think your mic's hot or something. It's I, hot. I, I, it said something about the host on the there's a I think I, I, everyone sounds good. Oh, really? Okay, because I just muted Frank for like a, a second and it sounded way better. Um, so just throwing that out there. <laughs> that, that, is Dang. That <laughs> are you are you trying to trying to diminish the black man? Don't under initiate no, me. I'm hearing a crackle whenever Frank talks. That's why I, I, it just it just showed up about a minute or two ago. Wow, that's but if, puberty. If if uh, if if Ricky's not hearing it, then maybe we're good. But no, nope, um, nothing changed. It sounds sounds smooth on my end. Okay, maybe it's a maybe it's a headphone issue I'm having there. Um, in any case, sorry for that uh, derailing. Uh, yeah, no, there's other stuff that happens in the movie, and and I don't mean to I don't mean to minimize the, or minimize the movie or anything, uh, but like 
at this point, I think we we've said this plenty of times on this show. Uh, an origin story generally, it's pretty hard to get me excited for an origin movie at this point, right? Like it's not like we understand that when we watch an origin movie, it's not necessarily for us, right? It's not. It's it's for it's for getting a brand new group of, fan, of fans on board with this character. So this is like. I don't know, the third or fourth time I've seen Jaime Reyes introduced, uh, you know, in various media. So I would say this is the best version of it that I've seen, but it's also the longest version of it that I've seen too. You know what I mean? So um, that said, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm ragging on the movie. I'm saying it just suffers from that, same problem that all origin movies suffer from is that it takes a little too long for me to get to the What's point. What's your, what your favorite origin story told in a movie? Hmm. Super, uh, a superhero movie. Miles Morales. To... Miles Morales. Okay. That's a, that's a good one. What, what about in a non, non cartoon yeah, kitty movie? Nine. Yeah, yeah. Why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why you gotta <laughs> do for, it like that? Just for jokes now. Why you gotta do it like that? Um, if it's if it's not if it's not Miles Morales in in uh in Into the Spider Verse, I I am I'm a big fan of Batman Begins. I really think that that mm. movie that movie tells the origin in a way in new they add new context to it the story. Does that the I, Joker? Rank in not the upper echelon. He, he doesn't like. He doesn't like no. the Joker. Okay. Does not um, even uh, close. What I was going to no. ask though is, uh, did you guys see the James Gunn? His tweets have started to resurface again, like his his old pedo tweets that he made that got him fired from Disney. Mm, anyway, okay. so he he had written that uh that Batman Begins is like yeah. the worst Batman movie. Did you see that? I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought that was really funny because I'm all like, wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I definitely, I definitely disagree with that statement. I don't think everything James Gunn says is correct. Um, but he did say a lot. He did throw a lot of stuff out there just to see who was listening back in the day, you know, for fun. Yeah. Uh, he liked to troll. He liked to troll a lot. You know, um, he doesn't have the luxury of doing that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that therefore he is slightly less fun than he used to be. But, sure. um. Yeah, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna make me have to go with a live action one, probably either Christopher Reeve's Superman or Batman Begins. Okay. Wow, those are like two polar opposite. Well, those are basically the world's finest, right there. Like the the two yeah. polar opposites on the scale, right there. But I think I think the 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 trick with Superman is like by that point, right? Tons of people knew Superman's story, but I think mm. that that movie just took its time to really make you feel the emotional weight of his story. Right. And so I think, I think it's like, it's technically I, I like it the first like modern a, day origin movie, right? Yeah. I, well, origin. I look at it almost like a, a class of the Titan situation where they're telling a very well-known story, but it's like, I don't say the first time, but one of the first times thinking on, on something that of that scale. Right. It's like telling the story of Jesus. You, the first one, it's a, it's a thing of it of its own, right? To to make that jump. So I, I guess you're, why that you're, one. You're saying the Lord and Savior Jesus of Nazareth is an origin story for, for 
for the stories yeah, they, to follow. What are you yeah. saying that that uni- the Jesus universe didn't take off? Is that what happened? Oh, I think it took off. They're doing it, very it, well. It's like it's like the dark universe in uh, that Universal tried to make. I want an Elseworld. I know. Elsewhere, Elseworlds with so, Jesus. What is it Jesus movie. So, so Frank, since you put me on spot, you, you answer the question. What's what's your favorite origin stories or superhero mm. superhero origin movies? Uh, I would probably say, even though it's not necessarily comic accurate, I would say uh, uh, Toby Spider Man. I think Toby Spider Man is probably my favorite one. Okay. I think uh, the scenes with Uncle Ben, like, and that's that's because Uncle Ben really sells it. I think. Uh, cliff robertson like really really brought the uncle ben like he was just like mm-hmm. really saccharine really loving to 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 peter and that's what he was supposed to be he was supposed to be like just a kind of a one-dimensional type character that hands peter you know the 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 catchphrase that we all know mm-hmm. and then uh he just fucking dies but uh i think that story that story's great and it uh it's something that i i would say it's not as well known as batman so when when it came out in like two thousand one, and they got we got to see the origin story play out, I thought it was really cool, really good, and really uh, heartfelt uh, for its time. Yeah, I was fairly certain that was going to be your answer. Yeah, I st- I still cry like when he when he's all like, "I'm not your father." He's like, "I know you're not my father." You know, he's like yelling at him, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, don't say that. I'm gonna go back." <laughs> what about you, Ricky? Uh is is it? Is it cheap to say? Oh. I I'm, I'm gonna give two. They're both in the MCU. <laughs> I really liked Iron Man one. I think that did a really good job of bringing an unknown character to speed, but also they they tweak it to to fit for the times at hand. Even before it was a shared universe, I think you know bringing it to the, the war in the Middle East and kind of dealing with the weapons complex or industrial complex in that regard. Yeah, on a on a, a modern scale. Um, but having the tech be innovative, but still accessible to the time, like it did a really good onboarding to that world. Yeah, and they in continue fair- to do it. That's a good. In, fair- in fairness, you could argue that it followed a lot of the the uh, the steps that the original Superman did too. I mean, like Superman had to modernize that story because, right? Like the original comic was the '30s, so they had to like make it you know happen in the late 70s instead and stuff and so and by the 80s you have superman actually dealing with the proliferation of nuclear weapons i'm not gonna say superman 4 is a good movie You're talking about the, the best movie ever but the beginning of that movie is probably you know, one of the most meaningful parts of of the whole superman franchise which was mm-hmm. he finally got all of the united nations together and said look if you're not going to do something about these i am And I think that's a really powerful thing to say during the Cold War in the 1980s, you know what I mean? To like actually have this character that we we wish was our savior, right? We wish we had a Superman to come and get rid of all of the nuclear weapons in all the world. Um, So I think, you know, but that's a modernization. I don't know. I I, I like living in fear. I think it's (laughs) it's really cool. You know, it's funny. Like, Leave it to Frank. I like the idea of a scorched earth. Let Let the robots rise. But in any case, I, I, I think the only reason we're having this conversation off. is because like we all have our own we all have our own origin stories that we think they nailed it. And everything that's come afterwards is like, OK, yeah, good job. You did. You did. OK. You know, like different degrees of good. Like for me, like, you know, the reason I said uh, into the Spider-Verse is because 
that is the most unique origin story I have ever seen done. Like they said, okay, a billion origin stories have been done. How could we do it different? Whereas most origin stories don't really feel like they're asking themselves that question as they're telling the story. Like, you know, like with they're the example, like, how can we fast track through this? Yeah, but people boring yeah, that, part that's as a, fast as possible. That's that's a controversial thing though. Like if you don't you can if you don't change it, if you change it too much, it becomes a bad thing if it's not done well. Right. You know, you yeah. increase your margin for error by doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's a, like it's a every movie in phase four, I would say, except for uh <laughs> Except for um, ones that involve Spider-Man. But back to, back to Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, I think it's a serviceable origin it's a, story. It's a, it's a fine... I think it's a perfect B-plus movie. You're yeah, going to give I'm, it an A or you're going to... You gonna no, I wouldn't, I'm not going to give it an A, but I but I will say this. like I think we, we've done this show a million times over. I mean, or 104 technically to be, to be precise. Uh, and I think... And, I mean, and, in a pleasant way, though. I like that. That's cool. And any anyone that knows, like, you know, this show knows that I have some very simple criteria for any superhero movie, right? And it's like... Rule a, one. A, or, or rule number one. Okay, rule A. No, no, rule A. I like that better. Is the hero behaving heroically through this movie? And I Check. think And I think Sholo Mariduena, like, as, as, as Jaime... He nailed that, right? Like through the whole movie, he is heroic. Like from the no. beginning to end, he is the one guy like who's willing to get fired for standing up for a girl he doesn't even know at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that that inspires all of the events that happen afterwards. And you might argue that's why the scarab chose him, blah, blah, blah. You know, like whoever who knows like all the all the things that happen afterwards. But once he has this power that he can do anything with, right? It's it's kind of like a Green Lantern ring almost, right? Like, you can just make whatever you want. Yeah, but, I mean, we haven't seen Green Lantern in the cinema yet, so... He was in that movie. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he, he was in the Snyderverse. You're right. Sorry. No, I'm he, sorry. No, he, he was in it. Blue Beetle. You saw Green Lantern in the Snyderverse. Wait, wait, he was in Blue Beetle? He's in the opening credits for... He's a flash of green light that they have said is Green Lantern. Wasn't that the Scarab? The Scarab bumps into a green light and, That's changes, the scarab. and changes course. Yeah, there's multiple colored scarabs. Uh, the director said it. I'm just okay. Okay. It. Okay. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, um, so I, the they do a good job the... with him because they don't dip into the machismo. I I think he's just a very likable character. He's, he's not. I wouldn't say he's a. I say he's. Interesting I wouldn't character. call him a character. I'd call him a serviceable character. He's he's like a Bella Swan from Twilight. Where he's just the blank slate. He's the every man, a young, right? A young yeah. guy can just kind of Im- impress himself upon. You know, he's yeah. he, he's like the, the, he's the, cut the, above the link. Blank he's slate. like, oh, I'm I'm Link now. Like basically, you could be like, oh, I see myself in Link. But well, he does. Tell me he, what Link's personality is. Oh man, we're not we're we're not going we're not going. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I'm I'm just saying, Sorry. I'm saying, uh, check the box. He is heroic through the whole movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, r- rule number C. Or no, B. Rule, rule, number, rule B. number B or rule two, number two, whichever you yeah, prefer. Yeah, whatever. Uh, not, and, and, to... and you tell me when you disagree with my rules, by the way. Um, but my rule number two is in order that for the hero to be really good, he has to have a piece of shit villain. Like a, the, the worst, <laughs> the worse the villain is, the the more like, it's easy to like the, the hero. worse. Like characters are the worst person or they're just like the worst. Like 
play. Let, let, let's say the villain was in a parking lot, and let's say that they they were um, pushing their empty cart. Uh, they just got done unloading the groceries in the car. Does this villain put the cart into the the stall thingy? If you want your hero to be good, no, they don't yep. put their. Okay. They, okay. they don't. They don't. Okay. And I would I would argue that Susan Sarandon was way more than serviceable as a piece of shit human being through mm. that entire movie. And yeah. it, it made it really easy for me to like Jaime because he's in direct opposition to this lady who is just like, she's my hero. Right. Because like, I think anytime, anytime a white actor like chooses to play like a, an, especially like racist uh, or like a person or somebody enabling like the systemic problems in America. Oh my God. Like, like anytime somebody does that, uh, by the way, Don Johnson's my MVP for that. Like for all the times he's done that in 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 media. Some um, say he's not acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe shame, it's like Sean Connery when he's the ultimate the ultimate ruse. Shame on them. He did a full <laughs> season of Keenan, and he was sweet as hell on that show too. Um, but inside job. That's but, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I say about uh, inside job. Bad people yeah, that oh do good jobs. God. Um. But yeah, would would we can all agree that Susan Sarandon was a piece of shit in this? Yeah, movie? no, she's a shitty person. She's but, but a I think shitty she was person. she was written for that, and yeah. she she didn't have to be a multi dimensional, multi layered villain. I you know one thing one thing that I do like going back to what you were saying about um, uh, villains being pieces of shit uh, is the fact that she was just like unabashedly a piece of shit. Normally, in in normal in, in movies these days, I feel like they try to make you sympathize with the villain a lot. And they try, well, to, especially if the, if the villain's like a woman or a person of color, they try to make you see that they're part of it, kind of like Carly Morgenthal in the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that show. In this movie too. Well, what's well, no, cool? they, they didn't sympathize her. Like, they tried they, to. They they tried to like they put her? like the her. There's a whole line that her her dad. Oh wow, a whole line. Wow, they really tried. Oh, they they well, no, they, no, no, they no, no, tried no. touching I, on the fact that her dad, even though she was a smarter one than. Then her brother oh, I mean, gave her brother sees, the company. She sees herself as the victim, but like it, yeah. that's fine. Like every yeah, but but every, what I'm saying is like they, they make the, the villains sympathize. They make the audience sympathize with the villains. Okay, yeah. And yeah. there wasn't well, anything what, she was going to say that was really going to sympathize or that that made us sympathize with her. But here's where the here's where the movie gets the bonus points and kind of I think edges into is this that rule C rule C that, that B plus territory. Is, no, or no, no. Is, or is this, this a denda B one. Addendum no, by the way, those, those are my two rules. Uh, that was that's my. Oh, there's rule. only two. Oh. I I like those two rules for superhero movies. Like, and what's uh, the extra point? Because the extra point extra was, point is Appendix Z. Why didn't you? The extra point was what? Did Frank you read the handbook saying. in the planning meeting, Ricky? What we, Frank we was wanna... saying is, you know, like uh, a lot of times movies try to go out of their way to make the villains relatable. More often than not, that fails, right? It like it like I think I think sometimes movies try too hard. Like for example, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, like spends way too much time on Jamie Foxx's character, and it's like I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, Mac. Uh, you know, Max Dillon, that that nobody likes you or nobody cares about you. Like, and you're just that character. Or or uh, Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman uh, eighty four, right? Like it's it's that same kind of show. Or or even Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. Like it's a little much sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's wait. Like, did they try to sympathize you with him? 
they try to make you like understand him before you know like he, like he gets, he gets how, how, around at work. how he's how he's he's treated he's treated like he's not appreciated at his workplace and stuff right like you're saying like 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 like, um, he snaps like pamela isley like on batman and robin yeah saying? yeah oh, so in bad movies you're saying so yeah yeah, like yeah i'm you're saying i'm saying about... i'm saying the times that it doesn't work wait the I'm can saying, you, you know, can you cite a time that it does work in a good movie oh, or absolutely. doesn't work in a good movie? Sorry, d- d- doesn't work in a good movie, though. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. That doesn't work. In I'm, a not, good I'm not challenging movie? your theory. I think you have a very valid thought right here. Yeah, we just got to set the parameters. I'm just curious if there's one. If there's I an can example tell you of a time a it works movie. in a good movie. Oh, yeah. Duh. Marvel movies like phase two Marvel movies. I'm, I'm talking about Magneto. I mean, nobody's going to argue with Magneto's motivations ever, ever. Like, I don't care. How crazy his no, schemes I, are no. th- that you can sympathize with with Magneto, right? Like, and so I'm saying when you can't sympathize with the villain in a good movie, uh, I, think, I think I'm trying to say the opposite. Batman Begins. I mean, Batman Begins. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Okay. Yeah, Ra- Ra- hard to sympathize with. Yeah. So that's a good. Well, I mean, but you. he does want to fight crime. I mean, he's a little, that's, he's a little uh, hard you know, on crime. He's a little. You strict. know, Ricky. Thank you for that. You saved me. So we can get back to Blue Beetle, where it gets the extra <laughs> points by having a second villain mm. that actually they sneak in a really sweet moment of relatability at the very end of his story, and suddenly what happens was. This went from being like a C movie to me to being in the B or B plus area where I suddenly felt sad for a villain, you know, like in what's uh, uh, Raul Max Trujillo uh, Trujillo plays Carapax, which I felt Carapax. like that. that Is that a real a guy little, in the comics? It's a real guy like in the comics. That, that name's a little on the nose. And, and actually the, the armor. The armor looks exactly the same. Like they did a really the, good the job. Omac, the the armor. Omac is... No, no. Uh, he, he No, his, his armor looks like his. Carapax armor or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. The armor is they had him in looks like the Carapax Omac, armor. Omac, a thing from the comics as well? Omac is a thing from the comics. Omac okay. is a thing, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's not all Are they just related? from Cord Industries. No. Okay. it's Omac is, is is created by Checkmate, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. a, it's an organization. They said Omac a lot in this movie. It's like, they must be really trying like, to hammer this in somehow. Well, yeah, Omac I, is I feel thing. like they're, yeah, they're trying to Omac. get us to understand that what's a sad thing is like omac is meant to be an army type unit that could be a very real threat to a justice league but instead they just made it the thing that blue beetle fights and possibly kills at the end and stuff so hopefully uh, not but i mean well they're they're not gonna make a sequel probably so he doesn't kill it actually it's 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 uh carapax actually kills himself right Mm -hmm. he kills himself to to so that the Technology can never exist again. Maybe theory. maybe he buried it or something. But I really like that in in that last moment of 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 Carapax's uh uh time on the movie, he remembers his his past and he remembers like the the atrocities that were committed to his on his family by Wait a Victoria Cord. What I thought his last I thought his last moments were dragging uh <laughs> dragging Victoria Cord into fire to die horribly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but he he remembers. Oh, but he, he remembers. He was every, Mexican at the last. He minute. remembers everything. I think he was she Mexican. Did. He was like Colombian, wasn't he? I don't know. Well, they they, I, made, they made it a big point to to say that um, Jaime Reyes was from Mexico. So they did. I feel yeah. like I feel like every everything should have stayed in Mexico. But I don't know. They, I don't. Did they say? Did they actually I mean, say where he's from? I mean, Jenny is from Brazil, so I don't. 
don't they didn't know. say where he's from, but like, yeah, but she, she's a white person descent, so she doesn't she doesn't matter. The, she doesn't even like tacos. Revolution analog. We're getting we're getting weird here. We're getting weird. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, rev- revolution analogs, but still, there was revolutions to be had in Mexico. Yeah, I don't See, think it matters. I, I don't think it matters specifically where he's from in the in the movie. The the point is, as like, long as you don't want to, you don't want to. It's, it's like a Top Gun situation. You don't want to put a country on it. Then it makes it weird. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Where they have the helmets that you can't see, like. Well, no, I just don't. I don't think it's relevant. The point is, he's from somewhere that was exploited by the cord, the cord family, exploited by white people. Exactly. Yeah. And then he remembered that, and then. So for me, fire. So for me, it does get, and and I don't think he's in. Like, I don't think this villain is is holding the burden of of representation in this movie. I think that's Jaime's family is is in charge of, of of really displaying Mexican culture, like living in America. And I think they do a great job of doing that. And I think that's why a lot of people are really excited about this movie is because like, and that was a, a thing I was excited about, like separate from, is it, you know, is it hitting my checkboxes is like, is this movie actually making, you know, like a fair depiction of, of what it's like to live in America as a Mexican culture? Or, you know, as a as a Mexican family, and I think they do a lot of things right that it, like may be jarring to people like that have never seen that kind of stuff. Like in in a pop culture kind of you know franchise style movie, like that's I mean that's the that's the thing, right? We're used to seeing this kind of stuff in like indie movies or or things that like like you know you're told we, you should go see this movie because we've, we've talked so about impactful. it before um that that we see a lot of like things like this this level of representation we see it in uh horror movies because horror movies are generally cheaper and they need stuff to pad the runtime so they don't spend so much money on the lizard man or whatever that they're making yeah yeah it's yeah, cheaper yeah. to film in your theo's house than it yeah is. yeah exactly <laughs> that's true too but i i uh I don't know, Ricky. How did you feel about about like the representation in the? In I the thought movie? it was good. Um, there's a lot of parallels though there. I mean, it, in like, I don't want to say like I'm upset about it, but there was some stuff that I thought was a little pandering, and that was pandering a bit. Um, but I think for the most part, it worked. Like the family what, dynamic in particular. What was pandering? Like, does it does it because it felt like so unrelatable to you, or it felt too relatable to you? <clears throat> you're gonna make me pull out like a specific moment um like the the grandma on the machine gun and she was like a revolution fighter like like frank do you have it, anything to it, add to that like, <laughs> that's funny uh, I, I'll, I'll tell I, story. I don't like the notion that uh everyone that immigrated here came because of a, a terrible situation at back home but why you know, you why could, would you but why would you put the label as everyone on there no but we're, i think that just, that we're, as just following, gives off, we're just following like, this family well, i think but but i think the movie the movie makes it seem like uh by 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 its word i'm pretty sure there was a few lines that said like everyone was like immigrated to palmera city because of some devastation um at first i took it to be like maybe there was like some some sort of crisis on infinite earths kind of shit mm-hmm. or like some kind of big like omac or uh i don't know not omac um what was it uh like starro or just something something weird that made them all have to kind of immigrate there but then like as the movie went on i was like oh do you mean just 
war torn countries of yeah like uh, it would be nice to see like a uh uh latin family just come here because they want to show up just yeah they they want they want to come here you know hey it's a it's a better life but it's not because their life at home was bad Hmm. yeah well Okay, I mean, I think we're. So, so you're saying you that asked you, for my, you, you asked for my. You don't want the Mexicans no, 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 to be the no, no. victims. I, I, I'm not yeah, saying, I don't think I want to always have to be the victims of that type of story. Yeah, I, I yeah, that. but I, but I don't, I don't see it as that. And I'm just saying that's my, that's my take. Is I don't see it as they're victims. I think, I think that just you know anybody that is telling a story of immigration is telling a story where they want to have a better life for their family than they had, whether or not it's you know, the worst life ever. It's just like they are seeing America as a place to give their family a better chance than they had where they were living. I think what you're saying is really noble, but I don't think the movie did a good job of portraying that aspect. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think the movie Uh, was really clunky with its depictions. Uh, Just kind of piggybacking off what Ricky said about victimhood. It was really clunky about its depictions of racism I, it really rubbed me the wrong way when um, Jaime Reyes is like dressed up in a in a blazer, has his hair well groomed, and then like the lady's just unrecognizably racist to him for no reason. Oh, deliveries <laughs> in the back! Like, what yeah. delivery? There's no delivery driver that's going to show up in a blazer like that. Uber um, eats. Uh, the he, the he executive. Caring, he wasn't executive. Uh, executive. There's executive. <laughs> He wasn't okay. That's that's a good example. I'll give sure. you. I'll give you that. That's a good example. But then, like, um, when he waved to uh, Susan Sarandon, and then they're all like, "Oh, they don't see people like us." And it's like, no, she was on the phone. She was on the phone. She was talking to somebody. That was an example of racism. That was an example we, of off, offline. Had a similar phone. conversation with Dennis. I, I mean, in fairness, she did fire the 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 girl for using her bathroom. Yeah, but at that moment in time, you didn't know. Susan I don't Sarandon's know. If I, deal if I took a, a shit in my boss's bathroom, I'd probably be fired. Okay. Anyways, we've all, all taken shits in our. I think. I think so. I think it's funny because Ricky brought up the the grandma earlier, oh, yeah. and okay. and that that was a funny one because I actually mentioned the same thing to Frank, and then Frank told me a story about a a, a grandma that you know that actually fit perfectly with that character like you actually know a yeah. human being an ex-girlfriend of mine's grandma was talking about a revolution i think it was in like it was like a in chile or el salvador or something like that i think it was chile she because they're all chile yeah. well she's from chile yeah i think Chilean. it was in chile anyway but there's this one uh this one scenario where she described where she had to like fucking shoot some people with a shotgun she was like hiding under her uh kitchen table like just laying in wait with the shotgun for like the the, the people to come in and try to like loot her loot her house or do whatever they're going to do. And then she had the shotgun and she was like blasting them and stuff. It was like, Oh, it's a crazy story. And this chick's like freaking 80 or 90, like talking about this story. So just picturing her as like old lady with the shotgun that, 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 that reminded me of just seeing that gave me pictures. Like they gave me flashbacks when I saw the old lady with the chain gun and blue beetle. Cause I was all like, Oh shit, that could easily be that chick. So for you that knowing that having that story in your mind, made the grandma believable to you and anecdotally it made sense to me yeah Yeah, anecdotally and so what i'm saying is i think that we should be careful about like you know us just the three of us saying what things were and weren't believable in this movie or were pandering or or felt too much 
because it's yeah. all up to our own yeah, anecdotes, right? Yeah, I mean, it it's is ultimately all, up to to our own. It's our 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 own personal experiences, and so what I'm saying is, uh, I told Frank the same thing Ricky said about the grandma. He told me that story, and then I realized that I was only one good story away from believing anything that that didn't make sense to me, right? So sure. that said, I do believe that you, me, and Ricky are only one good story away from hearing about a person being treated like that from a receptionist or you know or or any of the other things that didn't quite vibe with us so sure, but, I, but, but but what i'm saying is in that sense in that regard yeah we are one good story away keyword one good story away <laughs> whereas that racism that blatant racism that cartoonish racism happened multiple times in in the movie like there was there was a bunch of stories that happened to one person. And I'm sure that there, there are stories of racism, like in our lives that we've seen, um, but not collectively all at once. And not as, uh, not as like theatric as they were in this movie. It's almost like it was a theatrical experience. Interesting. <laughs> no, and I'm cool with that. It's I'll, just, I will, if they, they could, the... they could find a way to smooth it out so that it's, it's a little more realistic or a little more believable in the moment. I think that, that, that kind of gives the, it gives us the audience and them as uh, the writers and the actors, like more of a challenge to kind of like show racism, but yeah. without, scary stories to tell doing, in the dark yeah without, yeah, yeah, without turning it into i love i love that movie because again that one of the main actors is the hispanic and first 10 minutes of film he asks a cop for help and i'm like that's the way this cop's gonna help him and this cop is super racist towards him I'm like yeah, oh, yeah. for a movie set in the 60s that's that's it right there but see that's, that's the thing is i i think i think that this movie if it's guilty of anything it's of, of throwing out uh a bunch of different moments that that might not all be relatable to one person but any individual moment that's in the movie yeah it, could, it, could resonate with a different viewer and I, think they, and, I, and I think they were trying to really hard to, to to make everybody relate to some moment of racism in this movie so that they could understand you know the experience that Jaime and his family are going through in the movie it's yeah. not all about racism no, it's it's, 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 it's one about, moment of it's the Mexican American experience. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I I think I agree with all that, and I think uh, maybe if they limited some racism or limited some family moments instead of trying to kind of show multiple versions of it or racism or family from a different angle, I think they could have had a tighter movie if they would have done that. I you know what I'd say I would say I wish they had more superhero action. <laughs> that too. <okay. laughs> that seems fine. I, you know, I. I wish, this this I goes wish. back to what I was saying about like I think I think you brought this up about like Venom or uh, Morbius maybe Morbius I don't remember what it was that you were talking about but you were saying if this movie had come out in two thousand one like we would all be applauding it I, I'm pretty sure it was Venom and like uh, I feel the same way about this movie like if it was come if it came out like in like nineteen ninety nine or something like that. I think we'd be like, oh, man, that movie was sick, you know? Yeah, but you know what's funny is I applaud this movie for, aside from the checkboxes I listed and the bonus point it got for, you know, actually having a villain that's relatable or or having a sad story. Mm -hmm. uh, the other bonus point it gets for me is this is the best DC movie I've seen in a fucking <laughs> while, guys. Like, Oh, yeah, they, it's, that's, it's, that's the uh, lowest bar you've ever pieces. said. But it's it's true it's though, true, right? It's true. It's yeah, true. yeah, that's the lowest. And so, hey, comes if, out this year, so we might if, you might have a chance to beat it. If this is the, the, if this is the first step 
in a new direction, I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? Like it could have been a lot rockier than this. And well, so to the to the superhero side of things, it's a fine blue beetle. He looks like the blue beetle. He does great. blue beetle things. The, the special CG effects pretty are good. pretty good, I mean, right? I'm a talks good. talk shit. Paul Harris for, for something that was supposed to be sorry for, for something that was supposed to be direct to, to HBO Max or to Max. Really well done. Um, it looks really good. It looks really yeah. good. The colors yeah. are really cool. They pop. Like yeah. the, the but one of one of my likes is that Palmera City is like super stylized. It's it has super its own cool, like yeah, right? yeah. It has its own like um feeling to it. Like you feel something when you're in Metropolis, you feel something else when you're in Gotham and Palmera City, it's cool. It's it's its yeah. own thing. And then also like I think it was kind of cool that it it also paid tribute to the 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 Blue Beetle legacy yeah. by having a whole section where his uncle Rudy and Jenny like they all go and learn about Ted Cord and how he he has a, a you know they embrace the the classic golden age like Blue Beetle lore as well in this movie so it ends up yeah. being a Blue Beetle experience for fans of new and old Blue Beetle and if you're if you like it enough and support it enough we might get Ted Cord in the second one too you know what I mean so sure um, I thought that was all really cool how like it was just trying to like. It, I think it just sandwiched a lot in there, right? There's a lot of, of content in this movie. And I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing uh, because I, I'm really, I'm glad that they tried to do it, so it much. It gives me the same like, vibes as Ant-Man. And I, I think Ant-Man Ant 1 ages pretty well. But yeah, Ant-Man 1 did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of world building that and, for that franchise pays off. That You know, I think all the until the subsequent movies do not. I was I was going to add to what both of you are saying about the world building that this movie does better world building than like the main like Batman v Superman and stuff like that. I think this one and Shazam actually do the best of the DC world building. Yeah. Um. I think maybe Aquaman comes in like a very distinct. I actually, bird. I like the world building in Black Adam also. I really. Oh, do. you know what? Black Adam did do some good world building too, actually. It's because because it did introduce yeah. like J JSA and. It showed like and inner gang and inner gang and inner gang. Yep. The uh, weird so. thing with Black Adam is, is I think even with Shazam, Black Adam and Shazam are characters that, in my mind, live in this higher upper upper echelon, where the shit they're dealing with is end of the world shit, right? And in my nerd brain, when end of the world shit is happening, where's the rest of the people? And when those yeah, things don't no, happen right, in those right, movies, right. I think it's weird. Yeah. But where Blue but Beetle, especially Jaime, he's at that C-ish level. Yeah, he's so not he's quite like, street level, but he's but not what's, quite. What's but he's fighting his he, his he his, his world. He is a world ender. He like Jaime actually is a a weapon designed to destroy worlds, mm -hmm. and you actually see it destroy planets in the movie, like as yeah. it's it's like going through them. So I think it's interesting that somehow this world-ending being managed to be this like weird c-list like tier character hmm. um but you know we'll but that see. goes to we'll what you were that. saying about like jaime's demeanor like jaime has like a a gentle demeanor he's not really a killer he yeah, even convinces the, the beetle to stop killing mm -hmm. at a point yeah. in the movie when they sync up <clears throat> yeah so it kind of takes on his like personality i guess so yeah that's yeah. true it's true uh and i'm fine <clears throat> with that i'm i'm fine with him him having this ultimate power that he just uses to help out the people in his in his in his city so you know like what yeah. i'm curious about though is what if jaime is so peaceful why are his family so bloodthirsty 
Because grandma, grandma went through some shit. Grandma, grandma taught them all. <laughs> she taught them all. She taught them all. Yes, they get the blue beetle tank and they start murdering the crap out of people. Right? Oh, like, man, it's, that dude it's, was impaled on the bottom of it, like like yeah, gum. They, they, yeah, uh, he was. He was. And 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 poor Harvey Guillen kills some people. Harvey Guillen oh. as Sanchez. Oh yeah, not, yeah, not actually Sanchez. Not Sanchez. Yeah, that guy got splattered across the wall. And I was like, I had flashbacks of Shazam in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you doing, movie? I thought you were a kid's movie. And now you're splitting. The Max spraying. part, HBO Max part of the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? That was it like was... kick-ass when they microwave that dude. <laughs> it was it was all over the place with some of the violence. Um, I'm not trying to be a prude about it. I enjoy it. I just feel like it, it kind of betrayed the tone of the movie. Like, you know, like, like I, I think that's kind of the, the, I think that's what we're getting out about the whole movie, right? Is it's a little inconsistent tonally. Like yeah. there's, there's some things, there's some heavy issues. There's mixed with tons of comedy because George Lopez, which by the way, awesome in this movie. I did not go into this movie expecting that at all. Yeah. I thought George Lopez was going to be the worst thing in this yeah, movie. His, uh, his stock's kind of gone down the past career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but... like, like I feel like I don't know if I, I can't. I don't know if I can speak for every Mexican, but a lot of the Mexicans I know have an uncle Rudy, not necessarily by name, but like yeah. by Uncle Rudy. You know that? Yeah. You want to talk about the yeah. relatable part of this? Yes. We all, <laughs> yeah. We all have that person in our lives. Uncle Rudy. Like I remember one time, my uncle Rudy. Uh, kicked open a door and like knocked down like a couple of my tias who were standing by the door and he's playing the fucking accordion with his like cowboy hat and he's just fucking rocking out with his accordion and like they're all on the floor like horrified and shit it was great I could picture so that guy saying so that we're, saying, we're saying Uncle Rudy is very relatable yeah yes yeah fair enough all right. Do we have any other? Do you guys have check boxes that this movie also hit besides besides the ones that that we already went over? Um, I don't know. I have a couple like confusing parts. I think uh, my main the, the main thing was Palmer City and the world building, and I like the reverence to the past Blue Beetles. So you you've already covered and you've covered Uncle Rudy. So I think those are my main hits that that the the movie satisfied those things. Um, I think the only thing I have is a. Uh, scarabs afterlife mode i don't know th th that was like one of the confusing things uh the soundtrack i wasn't sure if it was good or bad i'm still trying to decide that but i i enjoyed it yeah but i, I don't know i'm not sure how like good the soundtrack was tech riffs i like the credits i liked the neon of it all yeah like i like that I, they were definitely em embracing the miami vice kind of style yeah the, the pinks and the blues i think the aesthetic was really good i think the body horror of what the blue beetle is and what it does. Uh, I think that's cool. I definitely enjoyed that. Um, it was pretty I, cool. But I, I think I think uh, Uncle Rudy's uh reaction to that I think really <laughs> sold that body horror scene. I will say this. I watched that movie with my mom and my aunt who are well in their 70s and those women were quite entertained during that scene. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was shocking, but Uncle Rudy kept it from being horrifying. Sure. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely. Really. And I think if we would have had Uncle Rudy in the boardroom in Shazam, that would have been a very different experience. Yeah. It would have, yeah. You're right. Actually, I, you know, now that you say that, when it comes out, I'm going to edit a scene 
where it, like it takes out all the Uncle Rudy, and I want to see what that scene looks just, like. Just dub <laughs> in his scene from the bot from from the scarab, <laughs> and just have him playing over the boardroom. Like, ah! It's going and it's culo and like you know like it's, it's culito, culito. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all That's that. Funny. Just, what yeah. what is up with DC and nudity? Like they love their nudity in their movies. Like well, the all Flash the, had, like, you know every superhero, you get the one shirtless scene. I I don't remember. One. Well, yeah, shirtless scene. Yeah, but like. DC loves nudity. Like you have Ezra Miller just walking around. It's true. It's true. And they have a uh, in Wonder Woman. They have uh, what's his name? Um, Steve. Uh, oh yeah, not Steve, Steve Rogers. Ryan. What's his name? Steve Trevor. Steve Good Trevor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot Steve Trevor. They have yeah, him you gotta, around. You know, you working out for six months out of the year. You gotta show it off for the Steve Trevor's then. donk changed Wonder Woman to straight. Like just the sight of that beautiful thing. It's true. and I. I think DC likes to do things like that. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. DC yeah, is what do you think operating the DC on a different level than Marvel. <laughs> and you just have to you have to accept that even if you think by the trailers that they're going to give you a Marvel experience, you have to be like a little cautious when you go into that because they are not going to give you a Marvel experience. They're going to give you something kind of like it. Yeah. But then there'll be nudity and there will be body horror and there will be weird racist dc is is <laughs> at least for the recent stretch of dc they're yeah. for marvel and of the recent marvel stuff i think they've been operating at a very neutral i think the movies are relatively safe but i think that's they flattened I, them out if there's like a, think, like well, a dangerous curve they've kind of like flattened but out over yeah but i think dc I is think a wild card they need where, it they need to where the past few dc movies are shit let's be real but Wait, what Yes, the flash all of it. But I'm saying with DC, in my opinion, like you're getting a uh, slightly above average or a below average movie. You're not getting like they're they're taking swings, and whether they hit or not, we find out later. But I do appreciate the swings that they take. Sure, I think my main I, takeaway is that like DC movies should make movies as if they weren't going to get a sequel ever. Just make a nice self-contained movie. And I know I know you disagree, Dennis, with with the Joker. But I think that was a good step in the right direction because that that movie, if anything, felt like it was not getting it a, a good movie. And then once it hit that Billy mark, they were like, yeah, we got to put Lady Gaga in it and give it a sequel. And no, make it a but I do agree with you that they should make movies like they might not get a sequel. Sure. Because like uh, like whether or not you like the Joker, it is a complete story. It yeah. doesn't with minus Batman. <laughs> My, good point. Good point. I mean, and this actually, movie doesn't that set up and made it tighter. If you My outside of Blue Beetle, and it doesn't bad. set up new Blue Beetle. It doesn't set up new DC stuff. It sets up new Blue Beetle stuff. Mm. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Well, well, well they talk about well, Batman again. No, minus Batman. About, no, Superman and Batman exist in this. Universe. But they're just in, they're mentioned the same way. Like they're just characters in these movies. Like they're just yeah, characters yeah. in this universe, as opposed to like he yeah. he finds. You're, uh, right, you're right. He you're sees the, the bat signal. You're the one the trying to the, tell us there's a the green lantern in the movie too. The actually, director that, said that, there was. Actually, Ricky, that's a good point because like they they don't bring up like, oh yeah, this Superman got to see fucking grandma's peach tea in the yeah. courtroom before you he don't even see up. Superman like, on TV. Yeah. They supposed... didn't bring up specifics. They just brought up that a Superman the... does exist. And yeah, Batman's you're right. A fascist. And, and Batman's, Batman's a fascist, fascist apparently. But like, yeah. based on the context of the conversation, like people been up in arms about that line, but like. On the in, in the context of the movie, I got the impression that Uncle Rudy doesn't know what fascist means, like ba just based on what he was saying afterwards. Like he has a line right afterwards 
that makes me really believe that he's just using words that he doesn't know. And I, I think I think there's other scenes too where he he does he goes off the deep end in his like tinfoil hat like conspiracies. I, I kind of totally see how Batman's a fascist from certain perspectives. I mean, like, if I was I really living do. in the DC, uh, I really do. And I just saw a dude just in the back killing a lot of brown people on a nightly <laughs> I, basis. Yeah. What are you yeah, talking bro. about, Clayface? Like Clayface? I mean. I, I, I'm saying like it's all perspective, right? And I, I don't think Uncle Rudy's wrong for having that perspective. It's, it's like that line in Peacemaker. Like you, know, if, you should you don't kill the majority oh, yeah. of white people. Like it's I'll kill less brown people. Is that what he says? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I get I got Uncle Rudy's point when he said that. It doesn't it doesn't make me less of a Batman fan. It just says it just makes me understand like somebody else's perspective on Batman and why that person would choose to idolize Blue Beetle instead. All right. Because if we're taking, Blue Beetle if we're, is, is campy and he's fun. You know? If we're taking that line of reasoning, then I hate that line. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it was dumb. <laughs> but if we're taking the line of, of that, that Rudy uh, was ignorant of what he was saying and just being like a conspiracy like, theorist, Batman. then it's, I think it's funny. And well, I choose to believe Rudy was not ignorant when, at all. When Batman <laughs> saves the day, he's not on the cover of the paper. It just he just saves the day with no fanfare. So all you know as a person of color exactly. living in that world, exactly. Is, someone exactly. got this bad dude locked me up. Yeah, yeah. Or he locked or, up my or, uncle. Or a Batman broke into a prison today and burned a, a bat, bat symbol <laughs> on a man. And uh, <laughs> more news at eleven. You know, we like, just we just said there was, no, there was non nondescript Batman character. For all we know, this Batman could have kicked a white dude off a. Uh, off a church, off a church steeple or something. You know, we don't know what Batman it is. But that, but that's right. That's all we know is that this Batman could be perceived by a fascist to, to some, or as a fascist to some. And that's fine. Like, he can he can fix that perception in his movie in five years. You know, whatever. It's it's cool. Or three years, two years, <laughs> we whatever. We can't do it with the, with the Batman lurking around. Because as long no. as Robat Bat and Bat exists, but if you're, like, if we're you're not back getting... to your point earlier, you're talking about movies that just exist on their own. I think the Batman's a fine Batman movie. Yeah, I agree. Is it, I agree. It's getting a sequel, sure, but it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's all we got. That's a cool but, little slice of Batman. But this yeah. was this was the best movie that we've gotten since that one from DC, yes, and that's been a, it's been a while. That's been a while. How many years has it been since the? It's Batman? been a year and a half. A year and a half. Twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, the Batman two is the Batman. No. No, Batman. The it's Batman was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Says it was like early. It was last year. In yeah, early. Last year. Oh yeah, it was. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, March, like March, last year. Like March, March. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. I yeah, really next. think they missed. They missed an opportunity. They should have named the sequel "The Batman Returns." I think it should have should have been that. That would have been sick. All right, we got B plus from Ricky. I think Frank is in agreement. B, I give it a B solid plus. B. Solid B. I'm gonna give it a B too. I think I think I really enjoyed Blue Beetle. I probably enjoyed it more than this week's uh, these last two weeks episodes of Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> I will say I don't think I enjoyed it more than my adventures with Superman. Um, but I will say that it is a pretty cool time to be a DC fan right now, honestly. Uh, and that's coming from a Mar mostly Marvel podcasts. Like I'm actually enjoying a lot of the stuff that DC's putting out there right now. So what's the over under Aquaman comes out this year? It's not. It's no not. Way. It's not it's coming not. over for like, everything else. Got pushed back. Christmas yeah. show, right, bro? We're like still a on month deck for Christmas. We're a month away from American Gladiator coming back. That's what's going on. No, right that now. thing's like. I, I bet you it comes out in like May of next year. 
it's yeah all the things that you're excited to see they ain't coming out this year unless the animated stuff yes animated we stuff get the marvels get the marvels come out. oh yeah the marvels will come out this year the marvels will come out yeah i think but they I got think, a november release right yeah but they were originally yeah. meant to they were originally meant to come out uh two yeah two, it was ago. supposed to be like last year right no, no you they, changed, they changed yeah, the date was supposed to be last year but oh it was you're right yeah yeah and then it was supposed to be like uh the same weekend as barbie or something like that it was supposed right? to be comic-con oh man yeah, that com- would have been Comic-Con. calamity if it came out the same year the same week as barbie i think but anyways i think what, what, yeah what do we got next week we got uh so i hit you up i so i hit you up about this one and and it's just it's just a, a little tease uh, and let's see if Frank gets excited about this one. But there it was in new... the planning document, Ricky. Did there you not read a... page 37 of the planning there document? There is a new announcement recently that Henry Cavill is attached to a new nerd property. And mm. that inspired me to want to uh, revisit an old classic with Ricky um, next week. Uh, apparently, Henry Cavill is attached to the reboot of Highlander. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think Ricky... I think you're going to like Highlander a lot more than a lot of the oh, old no, movies. He has a sword. We'll see. We'll see. I don't yeah. think Ricky's going to like it. I, I think he'll get lost at Ramirez. I think uh, once. I think we're we're going to do it though. We're going to do. Well, it you know what, Clan- Clancy Brown, I bet will save it for Ricky. Clancy Brown's pretty cool. Yeah, Clancy Brown's pretty. We'll cool. see. We'll see. All right. Um, All right. But you're you're welcome to watch that one as well, Frank, and then chime in when we get, when we do the show. I'm allowed or, to watch any media. Excellent, thank you. You can watch <laughs> any media you want, and then oh, chime sick. in with us. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Highlander next week, uh, and Ricky's not excited, and that makes me even more excited. Yeah, that makes me want to tune in. Actually, to be yeah. honest, see, football's back next week. Am I going to enjoy it more than football? No, no, I you're not going to enjoy it more than football. I will. I'll enjoy the hell out of it. All yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I'd enjoy Harley Quinn the forty seconds that I did see of season four better than football. Just curious, without spoiling it for Ricky though, are you excited about the idea of Henry Cavill rebooting Highlander? I want to see a win for Henry Cavill in a nerd project. I think he was good in The Man from Uncle, but that's like too obscure. I want to see him in a popular nerd project, and I want to see him succeed. You know, because a lot of I feel like love he's him as the Witcher. They. They do, but like unfortunately, they deviated too much from the source material and too much from what the fans actually wanted. Yeah. Um, for for people to actually appreciate it, I like the Witcher. I like Yennefer in the Witcher. I think she was well represented. Mm. But and I, and from what I saw, I like Geralt. But like, I think uh, I don't think anyone ever everything else like they changed the story, and I was like, why the fuck did they do that? Like that's stupid. Yeah. Well, in fairness. Let's, so was he. Can, That's why he left. We can, we can talk about this way more uh, next week when uh, when after Ricky's actually seen the movie. Uh, it's available on uh, Peacock or uh, Amazon Prime, I believe, if you want to watch it either way. Um, so go check it out, Ricky. And anybody watching this between now and then, feel free to rewatch The Highlander because we're going to talk all about it next week. Thank you so much, Frank, for joining us yeah. for this extra long Thank episode. You, Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Ricky, too. And Ricky, thanks, thanks for, for having Ricky. <laughs> yeah. We out of here. You yep. Peace out. Ricky. True believers. See y'all. Said.